This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. He's cheating on me by going to a Counting Crows show, and even the lead singer of that band said it was pretty low. That's right. Eddie! I was talking to a friend the other day, and they were telling me that their kid's school has this rule where you can't trade lunches. So, like, if you send your kid with a lunch, they can't trade it with another student. How do they enforce that? The whoever's watching the cafeteria is like, ah, 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 you can't trade that. Why? I don't know. How weird is that? I think, um... Allergies, or if the kid that's were to get sick for some, from something Ooh. and you don't know what's in it, and like each yeah, that's good. Parents, like, okay, were you gonna go on a woke culture? Well, I was gonna say that. But that, that makes sense though. The, the best allergy part thing. of lunch, you know, like I don't want my apple. You want to trade for that uh, Twix bar? Yeah, here you go. You about to go hashtag go woke, woke bro. culture, man? Yeah, getting yeah, us yeah, again? Yeah, yeah, no, it's allergies actually. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right, around the room, be careful if you're at a beach location. He'll come up to you for a sunscreen protection foundation. Here he is, lunchbox. <laughs> Customer service in this society has just gone to crap. And I'm going to tell you why. Because my son's birthday party was Saturday, and we ordered a cake like a week in advance and said, pick up time, 8 a.m. Cool. I show up at 8.25 a.m. to pick up the cake. And I say, yeah, last name Gibble. And they say, oh, it'll be another 25 to 30 minutes before that cake's ready. Excuse me? Okay, cool. So I have to sit around the store for 25 to 30 minutes, and then I am not even offered a discount. I have to pay full price for this cake that is an hour late. And so I don't get home until 9.05, and the party starts at 9 a.m. I'm late to my own kid's birthday party because the cake wasn't ready, and they don't even offer a discount. What is up with customer service? How do you put in a cake for 8 a.m. and it ain't ready till 9? When you order it, but you ordered a week in advance? Mm-hmm. Don't they make them the day before? Like, what are we doing here, people? Are you asking us, or is this just like a, 
hypothetical. A little say, bit of both. Do you want to answer? I, I, mean, customer, I don't know the answer to any of the cake questions you're asking. But customer know. service has gone to crap. Like, yeah. usually if that happens, they would be like, In oh my gosh, let me make sure. that right. I am so sorry. I think it just they were just the like, oh, here you go. No apology, no nothing, no, yeah. hey, here's, I'm you know, half price cake, take it for free, Call anything. Day, man. I can't believe that. I yeah, you would think, I mean, I don't think customer service is. It's gone to crap. No, I think maybe you just had a bad experience. Society's gone to crap, if you ask me. Yeah. And they probably wanted a tip, didn't they? Probably. <laughs> probably, yep. They probably had a, oh, why didn't you tip me for making my cake? Well, you made it an hour late. They said that? That's what I just said, yeah. They oh. probably did. Yeah. I didn't hear them because I was so mad. <laughs> Where's my discount? How'd you retaliate? I took the cake and left. Yeah, you showed them. Well, I had to get a cake. I mean, what am I going to do? Just leave the cake and not have a cake yeah. for the birthday? You didn't say, do I get our discount? I said, is this it? Oh, yeah, just take it to the cashier. Is this it? You didn't say, do I get a discount? I said, Where's my money off? No, you didn't say that. You just made that up. All right, moving on. (laughs) The guys on the show say she's the worst at driving, but if you ask her when she's in the car, she is thriving. Here she is, Amy. So Scuba Steve hits us up with uh, requests for partnerships with businesses, spots, commercials, you endorse, voice, whatever. Well, they were asking particularly if I would share my experience with any symptoms of menopause and that if I was open to doing it. Did you already say you're... I don't know how to ask this question. Did you already give them? No, they were just, they, I <laughs> guess. flashes, right, Amy? Right. Oh, boy. Which I have been told. But I mean, you didn't say I'm, I'm ready. I, I, par- I'm perimenopausal. It's what happens pre? right before. Peri? Peri? Perimenopausal? Oh, oh. Pre? I think maybe they say either pre, <laughs> there's premenopause, but then there's something called perimenopausal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Somebody look it up. Uh, I'm going to so- not like that one. <laughs> so it's just, you know, I've, I've had a few emails over the years where it just like right when you open it up, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm that, I'm that per- person on the show. Because I mean, there's me when it comes to women, there's, there's Abby Morgan, there's other women, but it's like, oh, this one's, you got to send this one to Amy. So it's just a time marches on, bachelor. which yeah. I'm fine oh, with man. it. If once Doesn't I start like getting it. hot yeah, flashes, sound, you, I'll, both of you sound like you're fine with your cake and your friggin' <laughs> menopause. <laughs> I'll talk about it. Yeah. Cause I don't want other women out there to feel alone. So far, my only symptoms have been a little crazy. <laughs> Not hot flashes. A weird laugh. <laughs> it's just like not. diabolical, even. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes like I a just... villain, like not even just look crazy, like someone that's got a plan to kill Batman, uh-huh. like that kind of laugh. Right. Yeah, okay. It's well, how it's how it feels. Did you take, the, did you take the, the the literature? Did you read about it? Are you gonna do the endorsement? I don't know yet. I'll get. You have with... to do, actually be with. The, you have to actually use it to do the endorsement. But it says here, <laughs> Scuba Steve goes. I know a bit TMI. If you're not willing to do that, you could voice. Only, which means I don't have to endorse the product, but we'll see. TBD. TMI TBD. Okay, cool. <laughs> Raymundo, go ahead. From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, the cake sucked for his anniversary with his wife, but it's all good. He has a great life. Bobby Bob. Thank you very much. Right. Let me say this. Speaking of my great life, I've got a groin injury that I just cannot. It's like my hip flexor right into my groin, and I've had a guy work on it, and that was... It hurt a lot. It's a, it's a tough spot. It's also a very awkward spot because you got to get really in there. I took a Theragun to it last night. <gasps> Did you miss? <laughs> Did you miss the muscle? Oh, no. Oh, no. That was what I was going to say. Here's the thing. I didn't miss, really, but I kind of missed. And here's the thing about down there. You can't kind of miss. Yeah. It's I'm- just a, such a... Oh, <laughs> And my wife, here's me, go, oh! I said, that Theragun. She goes, yeah, of course it's going to hurt. I said, no. No, it hit something else. Oh, Dude, that's terrible. I'm hurting for you yeah, right now. It wasn't, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Oh, so Amy, that pain is like, it's like none no other. other. Yeah, it's like none other. I know. There's no pain that even 
Well, some women like say, having a baby okay. is like a tenth of that. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't understand. Like what anything. I did basically last night was give birth to three babies at once. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, right. So I theragun my stuff. <laughs> Dang. As I try to heal myself. Does that injury. gun just like literally go back and forth? That ball goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Stuff. You never used their gun? Never. So, like, whenever y'all do that, you don't have to, like, go seek medical attention? Nah. Sometimes. Sometimes. It depends how tough you are. Really? Oh, really? Have yeah. you ever? How tough you really? are. Because I'm like, because when you have a child, yeah. you're in a hospital. That's on you. Or you're at home with a doctor or a midwife. Yeah, some people just have in the bathtub. No big deal. We're no. <laughs> not called birth. No big deal. Yeah. MBD, man. Okay. Hey, MBD, TMI, uh, uh, TBD. Yeah, <laughs> Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I've been with my girlfriend for two years. It's time for us to get married. We've been talking about marriage and we're both ready to make the next step. I'm in my early 40s. It'll be my first marriage, but I was engaged previously. My ex-fiance and I have a seven-year-old son. We get along great. And now that I'm about to propose to my current girlfriend, I wanted to call her the old one and see if I can get the ring back that I proposed with to her. It was a really nice ring. I never asked for it back. I'm pretty sure she still has it. Is it okay to do? I was going to get it reset before proposing. <laughs> but do I also need to disclose where I got the ring? Signed, engagement take two. Dang, dang, this is tough. I'm just going to give you my answer real quick and then I'm going to let you guys give yours and you can explain it. But <laughs> yes, it's okay to make that call. So that's crazy. Go ahead. I'll tell you why in a minute. Go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, no, you don't need to disclose where it came from because you're not going to get it back. Don't, don't, don't ask for it back. It's mm-hmm. been seven years. That was something you gave to her. And then with this new relationship, let's just get a new ring. Got it. Eddie? New ring time. Look, like Lunchbox says, ring gone. Sorry. That was, I mean, what? There's, you have a seven-year-old child. Like, how long ago did he propose? That he never, he, if he didn't ask for the ring right away, that's yeah, gone. I felt that felt that and and it's awkward and then I you're gonna tell that. your new fiance like all right this I is not old i couldn't feel that any more than i feel it man that's good. no you're gonna disagree with it no it's just that you can always call and ask i just wouldn't give that ring to her i'd call get it back if you can and then sell it and then have take money money ain't easy guys yeah yeah yeah. but it's a lot of awkward conversations i don't about give that. a crap about awkward conversations when it comes to money i'll have every awkward you want to pay me let's have an awkward conversation mm, okay if i can call her and be like hey let's just say her name is jeanette hey jeanette Hey, it's Bobby here. I'm about to get engaged. You know where you met her. She's awesome. She's awesome to our, our, you know, our son. And the ring, what did you ever do with that? Is there any way you would give that back to me? And Because, you know, you never wear it. I don't even know where you put it. You will give it back to me? Okay, cool. But, but no, you no, have no. to be cool if she doesn't. You have to be like, yeah, okay, you I won't. agree. What, are you going to burn her house down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I agree. But just you like, can... expectations should be yeah. very low. Absolutely. But low. you can get it back. You're probably not going to get it back. Yeah. Well, but if but you can ask. That's what she's that's always yeah. asking. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, you can ask, but you do not want to give her that same ring. That, that would be suicide. Disaster. That's, that's, oof. <laughs> oof. Even if you reset it. No, Even no, if you no, disclose no. it. Like yeah. you may, we don't even make it to the altar. <laughs> so you get the ring back, then you sell it, and then you have some money to actually go get your ring. I say that because, again, it's money. It's not like everybody can just go to all these different buckets and pull whatever money out they want. Oh, I know, but, you know. That's... Even if you take the ring back and you split it with your ex, you go, hey, I know you're not wearing it. Okay. And maybe you didn't want to sell it because you thought, want, uh, who knows. So can we sell it, split the money because I don't want to buy a new ring. You can get a cheaper ring, like ruby and stuff, you know? Like, some people are doing that now, diamond or twine. Well, what you do is you just say, my my great-grandma left this. I actually bought it at a pawn shop. My great-grandma left this and said, give this to your wife. <laughs> Great yeah. story. Hey, That'll prove, also hey, prove it didn't happen. Hey, prove it. Trouble. Proof? 
Greg, I'm also going to tell on me. She yeah. did. <laughs> She's gone. Oh, maybe when she talks to some other family member. Unless she's uh, on a Ouija board talking to great-grandma, it ain't happening. And they're like, oh my gosh, your ring. She's All like, the rest well, this is dead from too. y'all's great-grandma. Nah, but the whole family's <laughs> oh, dead? Wow. Yeah. This got dark real fast. Yeah. Uh, if we're just making stuff up, let's make it up. Okay. Uh, you can ask for it back. If she says no, that's, you know, tough smitty. But you can ask. And even if she's like, I don't know, say we'll split the money. Then I mean, you have yeah, some money that, to go buy a ring. That, that could work. That's what I say. All right. Thank you for that email. If you want to email us, we do accept emails 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Morgan, what do we have over there? What's the address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Abby is in studio, our phone screener, who's also going to come to Wichita and be one of the opening acts for my show coming up on the 11th and 12th of August. And so, pretty exciting. You just have to find a guitar player. Yes. And you're looking locally in the Wichita area? Uh-huh. I am. We have people here who have been very generous to offer their services. Yeah. Eddie did. Actually. I said, why not? I thought it was really nice. Wow. It's, it's a tough situation to be in, dude, when you're gonna, you've are gonna been offered a show, but you can't play guitar, so you need a player. So I said, hey, I, I'll do it for you, Abby. So why was it weird to you? Yeah, he said, I'll do it for you, which means he would kind of volunteer, right? He was like, so you're paying me 200 per I'm show. I'm paying you 200 per show. Uh, and at first he was like, I'll do it, but I want every, I want the entire fee. You want all the money? Well, you I told her I'd do it for 200 bucks. For, for both she, nights? She needs a guitar. For both nights half, or for? Yeah. No, no, a night. Two hundred. Do you want her whole money for the? But then I figured that's a little selfish. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then he went down. He's like, okay, one hundred and fifty. So I get fifty. He gets one hundred and fifty. Hey, bakers can't be choosy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want something, you what? want something. Bakers, bakers can't be, can't be choosy. No, bakers can't bakers be choosy. Choosers. Hey, you messed that up. Bakers choosers. Guys, bakers can't be choosy. <laughs> no, I didn't say bakers. I said bakers. Bakers can't be. Okay, got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. but she she needs a guitar player. The dude's stepping up. That's what I'm saying. Have you found anybody in Wichita to play guitar for you? I have not. I have a couple friends. Up that, there? Yes. And you're doing three ask. songs. Are you doing any originals? No. Yeah. I don't have any originals. What's the song that's yes. kind of right in your wheelhouse? I want to do... Let's see. I wanted to do a chick song. Either Cowboy Take Me Away or Wide Open Spaces. Ooh, I know those. Good. Okay. Yeah. On the There's, guitar. <laughs> okay. For a fee. <laughs> or I was thinking of um, Sugar Lamb Baby Girl. Okay. That's and a then, duo song. You need background vocals for that. It is. I don't think that. it is. Is it? Yeah. Christian Bush, man. <laughs> okay. And? Uh, one more. Oh, um, what was it? I have so many. Oh, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like those two selections, okay, thank though. You. Yeah, I'm still thinking. Chicks, do Sugar Land. You yes. just got to find a guitar player. Do you want to put this out there to anybody in Wichita that wants to play guitar for you to message you? Yeah, message yeah. me. What's your, what's your Instagram name? Abby dot Anderson one underscore. Oh my, oh my gosh, that's too much. <laughs> I thought uh, my yeah. name was like phone girl Abby. No, I should probably change it, shouldn't I? Don't do phone girl though. But, You're much more but, than that. But you were that, weren't you? No, I never was. Oh, in your maybe. Mind. How about singing Abby? <laughs> that's how you see her. Abby, I thought Amy. you were singing Abby. Not in my mind. I'm singing Abby on Twitter. Oh. Should I change it? Abby dot Anderson one <laughs> underscore hashtag please <laughs> oh hashtag my. Okay. Yeah, send just like a little video, you know, little video of you playing. Shirt so, on or off? What are you paying? Off. <laughs> Shirt? What? Um, what are you paying? Oh, I don't even know what I should do. What should I do? 150. It's your no, show. No. I'm, if, I can't if do If somebody local, pay like 50 bucks a show. Yeah, okay. 
I can do that. Okay. Yeah, because he also wanted me to pay for his flight. Well, also. how am I going to get there? I got to get there somehow. <laughs> so you wanted her to pay all her money and pay for your flight? Oh, how I just... How bad does she need a guitar? You went to the Lunchbox School of Business. <laughs> oh, I just assumed he was already going to be there. That's why he was volunteering. Mm-hmm. No. And nope. then who's going to pay for a hotel? You'll probably ask for that, too. Oh, that's no, true, No, you got to share a room, he said. <laughs> I can, I can stay with you. I'm from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a no. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking for a guitar player in Wichita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My shows will be August 11th and 12th. The 12th show is already sold out, but if you want to come to the 11th one, there are still tickets left. Go to bobbybones.com. Abby will play Carter Faith and then Comedically Inspiration on my show. And you're, Abby's looking for a guitar player. I am. Yes. Any songs, Lunchbox, <laughs> do you think she should do? Oh, man. What's in your range? Oh, um, I Will Always Love, Love You by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. I think you can hit that high note. Really you really well. wanted to chase it? Oh yeah, I want gosh. you to chase it. Go after it. Oh, great idea. Mm-hmm. Well, he, well, he's, he's setting me up. Yeah, he's, very he's setting me up right something here Something like the crowd can really get into that's fun and they clap. and Yes. Yes. I know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. <laughs> Short and sweet. If you don't get a guitar player, just come sing three songs acapella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I do that? I don't give How a about a karaoke? I don't care. If you want... Honestly, hey, I, honestly, you can do that if you want. I can. You don't need a player. If you want to get up and do a karaoke song, or like with music over the, hilarious. That'll and I'm save you money. It. And it would save you money. Mm-hmm. Okay, actually, I could do that. So think about that too. Okay. Yeah, you okay. Can, oh my gosh. See, this is why you don't take her seriously. What? You have a chance to do something and you're going to make a joke of it and do karaoke. That's not a joke. Okay. People play with tracks all the time. Every major uh, okay. artist just about, just about plays with tracks at some point. Okay. All right, so Abby... This is going to be a great... I love it. I can't wait for the Switch Talk See, show. he's all awesome. about it. I'm all so about that's it. That's all that matters. I'm, and that's, I'm, I'm paying the bills here, Lunchbox. <sighs> it's crazy to me. It's not Are you paying for her flight? Good luck. Hey, what, we were negotiating over here. Of You're not paying her flight, he's right? paying for her flight. We're negotiating over here. Right? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I don't think that... How, how's she going to get there? Oh, you have points. She has cars. <laughs> not that far. You guys have all the answers. Good. You no, guys no, she has, this. Right. no, no, she does. She has cars. Abby. I do have cars that run. So, Abby, thank you. Hey, can I borrow a car? <laughs> it's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. Kit Joseph, who is on staff at the police department in Georgia, was at a pharmacy on her day off, and she noticed this elderly man on the phone over by the ATM frantically trying to get money out. Well, because she works at the police department, she knows scammers out there uh, target elderly people. And so she just goes up and starts asking him questions and boom, the person on the other end of the line just hangs up, which proves that they were a scammer and they were scared that the old man was answering questions about who he was talking to, what he was getting the money out for. Uh, he is a Vietnam War veteran, uh, obviously very fragile, and he had been told that someone in his family needed help with their medical bills and they needed to pay them ASAP, like a collections agency. It's crazy that other humans can do this. I know. And I get it because people are selfish. They rob, people rob, murder, everything. But just to be on a phone with somebody that's 85 years old. It's messed up. And you know all they have is what they have. And you want to take that from them by lying and saying, hey, somebody you love needs money. That That's messed up. Yeah. Like they're like, you need to pay this debt. It's an out-of-state relative. Like there was something. That's I, messed up. I, I, what? Can we look at the positive? There's a big positive. Tell me something good. She saved him. Well, no, no. Well, yes, that. <laughs> But another? yes, look at it this angle. At least they're not taken from someone that's in their forties because they have a long life to live. 
They would be at least at least. I think the difference is, and I understand your point. It's but, dumb, right? No, no, yeah, no, no, the, no. It is because it's like it's okay to take from them because they'll die soon, right? So if they, they lose all their money, it's like ah. But they also you know, they don't have the few... ability to make more because they're not. I working. understand. They also somebody older, their cognitive skills have declined. No, I get that. I'm just saying that's why it's. Like, if it's going to happen... You'd rather it happen when you're 85 and you have nothing? No. I, I think you have so. no chance to make anything. <laughs> I'd back down on that Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree. <laughs> I, I, like, if we had to choose, I'd rather it happen to someone younger than yeah. this again, able. They're still at their fighting weight. Right. You know? But I can't even up. believe we're playing this game. We're not. I didn't want to play the game. I did it. <laughs> so, shout out Kit Joseph for her quick thinking. And, yeah, I mean, going up to a stranger to be like, who are you talking to? Yeah, at an ATM. <laughs> Unless you're a police officer, I don't advise that. Right. But that's good. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We have Leanne on the phone. Hey, Leanne, what's going on? Hey, Bobby, how are you? Doing pretty good. Where do you live? Um, I live in Bider, <laughs> Texas. Okay, so you're going to pick Amy, Lunchbox, or Eddie to play a game for you. And if they win, you win the prize. So which of these three would you like to represent you and name that famous company sound? Ooh, ooh, I know companies. Oh, me too. I'm part of a company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which one would you like, Leanne? I think I want to go to Lunchbox. Okay, oh, that's man. a smart move. If you win, she wins a $50 Sonic <laughs> gift card. Let's if go. you lose, she gets nothing. That's fine. Ready? Here we go. Here is the example. Buzz in with your name. Go. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. Chili's. That would be Chili's. That's correct. Nope. That's an example. example. That's an example. We are halfway to Sonic. Halfway to Sonic. Correct. That's the name of my first album. Here we go. Seven sounds. Ready. Go. Company sounds. Go. You got me. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. AOL. You're the only one playing Lunchbox. No, it's not. He said you had to ring in your name, you idiots. You guys are playing too, idiots. I thought it was just him. Okay, we're idiots. Amy, we're idiots. Hey, idiots. I was just I sitting feel dumb back. Now. I was like, well, I was wondering why he was the only one that yelled, but I mean, he also is fast. They all looked at me like I was yeah. like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Okay. All right. Yeah, he, wake up. He's got one. Okay. Halfway to Sonic. Halfway to Sonic, <laughs> baby. All right. Number two, go. Hey. Amy. Uh, oh, you're AutoZone. So- Eddie, 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 Eddie. Lunchbox, you're an idiot. It's Home Depot. Correct. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, idiot. Uh, we just called each other idiots the whole time. He endorses Home Depot. <laughs> no, I don't hear that. I don't hear that jingle. That's funny. That's well, funny. to be fair, hey, it does lunch sound. Here. I don't know. Do so. you like wood? I like wood. What? Yeah, I feel like is there a car one that's similar to this? Who knows? Here we go. Nope. Next up, number three. Go. Meow meow meow. Eddie. 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 Meow, meow mix. Meow, Correct. Meow. Eddie two lunchbox one. Amy zero. <laughs> See, I feel bad though, Leanne. If I win, Leanne's not gonna win anything. Hey, that's showbiz, baby. That's show Should business, baby. Showbiz. Stick it to her. All right, here we go. Next one up. What's up? Lunchbox. Budweiser. Correct. Boom. Idiot. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, idiot? (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Is that not Bud Light? It's Budweiser. Idiot. Okay. Nice one. Go. Lunchbox. Nokia. Wow. What's up, idiot? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> What's up, idiot? Amy, you playing? What's up, yeah. idiot? Yeah. I want her to Lunchbox win. Lunchbox up three. Okay. No. That's the worst. I the worst do. is when you that do that. That is such an idiot statement. That's the worst. Eddie just said, uh, so Eddie wasn't rude to me when he said, Amy, you playing? What, what is that? Yeah, but you're acting like no, you're he was asking a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he said, Amy, you playing? So then I made a joke. All right, next up. Whatever. Eddie. Eddie. Whatever. That's Apple. Incorrect. 
Play it again. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say your name, yeah. right, idiot? <laughs> Go ahead. Paramount. Incorrect. Amy. What, what did he say his name was? Huh? I don't know. Lunch smokes. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Oh, I, I already those. forgot the sound. You have played again, right? I thought it was one of those. I don't. There's more of a. Amy, are you Max. Yes, I'm thinking. Oh. I don't know. Eight Max. Incorrect. Idiot. Is, Is that Microsoft? It's Windows. Oh. Windows. All right, last one. Oh, Eddie, last one. Eddie, you need this Woo! to tie. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. You need my this face. to tie. Here we go. Mm? Ow. Eddie? Eddie. Super Mario Brothers. I'll accept it. What? Nintendo? No, Nintendo. 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 I would have accepted the coin on Mario, Game Boy, or Nintendo. Wow. What? Hey, hey, we got a game, idiot. Let's wow. go. All right, here that we go. Is Nintendo, not Mario Brothers. That's okay. Nintendo. I like overtime. Amy, you sit this one out. Oh, you sat out the whole game. <laughs> hey, yeah, Amy, you're out. Yeah. All right, we have three sudden yeah, death. Here on, we go. On, Next on. one. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. A, B, C. Wow. No. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> No, it's not. Go ahead. I'm going to be Eddie. 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 NBC. That's one. Right. That's, one. That's, one. That's one. That's one. That's one. That's one. All right, here we go. You're Two. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. Old Spice. Correct. Yeah! Yeah! All right, and the last one's worth three points. Yeah! Okay, All right, here on, we go. Yeah! Last one's worth three points. Go. Lunchbox. Verizon. Incorrect. Let's go. <laughs> Eddie. Eddie. T-Mobile. Uh -uh, but it doesn't matter. You won. It's AT&T. Oh, wow. Man, I feel terrible. You should feel you terrible should. that you got that Mario Brothers. Well, it's... I mean, Eddie, you won. That's feel good to win. We'll get Leon to get Leon on again sometime. Okay. Lunch Smokes will get her on, and he can uh, <laughs> he can play for her again another time. All right, Leon. We'll keep your number, Leon. Thank you for playing. We're sorry you didn't win. No, it's okay. Y'all have a good day. Right, you okay. gotta turn around. I know we're halfway to Sonic, but go See home. You later. Go, go home. home. <laughs> yeah, turn around. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, 
Stu's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. His name is Jordan Rogers. First of all, he won The Bachelorette way back in the day, 2016. And they're still together. They were married. Look at this. Congratulations. I mean, everybody knows. Uh, secondly, he has a show called The Big D. It airs Wednesdays at 10 p.m. on USA Network. It streams the next day on Peacock. And so it's a committed relationship show. He also was a... Quarterback at Vanderbilt. He was real good. He signed a contract to play the Jags, the Bucks, the Dolphins, uh, NFL. There's a lot here. Let's talk to him now. Here he is, Jordan Rogers. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Jordan Rogers. Jordan, do you sing at all? Oh, that's a... Like, you sing well? No, I don't. I sing passionately. I like that. Like, yeah. church would say, make a joyful noise. You do that. But I you feel don't like sing I can, well? I can sing, like, a good soundtrack, really. Like, you give me Aladdin soundtrack, I'll nail it. But the, not, you never wanted to be a country singer or any kind of singer at all? No. no. I asked that because he's an athlete, he's good looking, he's talented. All those guys end up coming over here. Oh, yeah. Like Sam, we could Chase, they're all like superstars. That is true. I didn't get that. And that I thought G. maybe Jordan's going to come in and announce his country music <laughs> career today. No, look, I wanted to play drums in high school, so I got a drum set and I sucked. Never did it. Mute, no music at all? Well, you know, I was a, uh, I found my way in as a extra in an acapella group in Pitch Perfect 2. I saw that. So yeah. technically, if you want to say I have sung on a number one soundtrack on yeah. iTunes, I like to throw that one in there. Just He's got to... a number one record. Here he is. Right. There, we go. Thank you. there he is. Thank, Thank you. you. I want to talk about your show, uh, The Big D, because very interesting because you're taking divorce couples <laughs> and putting them together. Yes. And then it's like, it's like divorce couples but also Temptation Island at the same time because they can also get with other people too. It's all the islands of reality TV mixed together. Yeah. How did they come to you about this show? So we got pitched the idea and our first reaction, me and Jojo, because at the time when we filmed, we were still engaged, about to get married. We're like, we're not divorced. We've never been divorced. <laughs> we're about to get married. Are you sure we're the right ones? Um, and as we kind of dove into their plan for the show, because we've done a few reality shows, I actually was really attracted to the craziness of it. We're reality TV show junkies. We love them all. So the, the, the train wreck of what you would expect when you move in a bunch of divorced couples into a villa. Um, but we have a relationship coach there. And really the focus is kind of on closing a chapter, a chapter, finding healing, dating again, getting to a place where you can have a healthy relationship with your ex or a place where you're like, wait, maybe we ended this a little too soon. So we're the ones that are like, hey, this is a crazy TV show, but we fell in love on TV. I know it's weird, but it can work. So that was kind of how it happened. We're like, yeah, we'll do it. Like, and it's really, it was really, really fun show. It's starting to get really good now. We're about halfway through the season. It's on Peacock, obviously streaming. If you need to catch up, it's on USA Network every Wednesday night. But it's wild. 
Wednesday nights at 9, so it was on last night, but you can also stream it on Peacock today. Uh, Amy's recently divorced. Any chance season oh. two? <laughs> like, why was I sitting here thinking, like, oh, I'm about to get called out for this? Well, no, it's Does like that sound out. like the worst thing? Like, in your mind when you heard there's like, I would never do that. No, I mean, I instantly went to, okay, wow, what if some of these couples don't have access to a, a therapist or a coach yeah. and signing up for something like this? Are you the therapist on the like show? A, no, but okay. I will say a couple times I kind of had to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like not licensed. <laughs> like a Hail Mary for them and they have tools and resources, but of course drama as well. Uh, but season two for me, no. You're going to say no on that? Well, no, because you have to be almost <laughs> divorced, right? Or you're totally divorced. Totally divorced. No, legally oh, divorced. Back. Yes. So <laughs> but you but you're right. Like the interesting part was seeing some of these couples and we did the whole like they walked up on the beach to meet each other the first time, right? And did they know that they're gonna see their divorced? Person? I think so. Okay, yeah, I think they it. knew that they were doing the show. Um we get into it some we add divorced couples because we bring singles in. They didn't know their ex was maybe going to come in. So the first group Yeah, that's knew. what I'm saying. Oh, got the it. second got group it. did not know that their ex was going to show up. But what I love is a couple of the singles divorcees showed up and they were like, I want nothing to do with you. We're good. But like, I'm single. I'm ready to date. And then you start to see that little bickering and they realize that, wait, 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 like, why did we divorce? Like, that wasn't that big of a deal. We just didn't know how to talk through this issue. Or one of the couples, one of my favorites, Devin and Alexa, were divorced for years and their mom was really heavily involved too probably too involved in their relationship and they start to talk that through and realize we weren't really the issue it was kind of the outside noise that got to our relationship and they're starting to figure out maybe it's not over yet so you're saying that there's a chance that some people get back together you're a yes. chance there's a chance yeah. yep wow and they've been divorced for years years did some of them have kids yes wow Amy. That's cool. You get some of your stuff back. Yeah. yeah half of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Stuff the other half. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I did lose half. Uh, so, um, you know, it makes me think too, like as a kid, I come from a divorced home and- what if your parents went on this show? Uh, well, yes. That would be weird, right? If you're like 14 and your parents are... Right. Like, I would be mortified, but yeah. at the same time, like, that's all we ever wanted. Like, me and my sister, when we were little, we would just be like, oh my God, it'd be so cool if, like, mom and dad got back together. And, like, how cool if that this helps someone make that happen. No doubt. And uh, just, you know, maybe a little teaser, but it's happening mm -hmm. right now. If you're, if you're looking into watching, tune in because... There is love brewing with a rekindled relationship. You know what else this makes me think of? People watching. And so if they're watching couples on TV be able to come back together and work, like they may not even have to go on this show to have that happen. It may make them be like, maybe I should, like, maybe we could book a counseling session or let's go to therapy or like, maybe we need to revisit this. Yeah, you're acting like people watching USA Reality TV is going to make a really wise decision about counseling. Well, okay, or calling them, yeah, like, or it makes them think maybe. like, like oh, we it. fought over something silly I like, like that. And I do that. Me yeah. and JoJo sit and watch reality TV and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah but do you ever actually. go, we should really get with a therapist after you're watching. <laughs> I say that, but in a, I mean, listen. Well, I mean, it might, I'm just saying it might rekindle other I like people. It. Like, it's positive attitude. And they don't have to go on the show. Amen. I think most of the time yeah. we sit there and go, yeah, we're not that bad. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you watch it to go like, oh, I'll never do that. Or I'd be so much better at that than them. Mm -hmm. Like that's the while we watch reality TV. Totally. Um, so, a, a, so by the way, everybody, it's Wednesdays at 9 Central on USA Network. Um, streams on Peacock. The episode from last night is up today. Let me ask about this because you went to Costa Rica and I just want to compare it because I'm about to be really irritated. I did a show for USA. We went to Costa Rica. We lived there for six weeks and it was in the middle of COVID. We lived in a terrible hotel. We had to live with all the crew. It was awful. It was Mike D went. We did the radio show from there every day. Awful. 
please tell me your experience was awful. Yes. Okay, good. All right, we're good. We'll move All on. Right. I was about to get real it was, upset. Yeah, we're, we were excited too, but it was still COVID. It was 2021, yeah. late 21. So we, we were locked in the hotel and we weren't in the hotel. We were at the kind of like house across from the cast house mm-hmm. where we kind of had the setup and we couldn't so really do much. So it wasn't super fun because- it was, you, it was, was kind, fun. You, you were kind of miserable. A little bit. Thank you. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes me feel good that he was also kind of miserable. Uh, but, but also because we were so confined, Dr. Jada, the relationship coach on the show, we got so, we got our therapy. We like, we get every single day. If she decided to send me a bill for that, I probably couldn't afford so it. So you guys utilized her because she was there too? Yeah. We're That's just awesome. in the green room awesome. talking and we're like, Hey, we're about to get married, you know, like, uh, and Jojo would be like, Hey, so Jordan, he, um, he's not a good communicator. <laughs> What? <laughs> Costa Rica is awesome, though. It the is. The people are so nice, and I haven't spent a lot of time in South America. And we flew down, and there were people on the streets with machine guns. And it scared me at first because I thought, what's going to happen here? I realized, first of all, they don't have a military in Costa Rica. They're a friendly country, no military. But they're just trying to stop cars coming through running drugs. They're not trying to stop us. Mm. They're try- if people I remember are- seeing the trucks like in the back yeah. of the pickups and the guys, and I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, what's about to happen here? <laughs> but it was really because people were driving from, you know, Panama, going up through Costa Rica, and they were just trying to catch, stop those cars that were running drugs, hmm. which the people were so nice. I just remember my, we stayed at a, what, what hotel? Hilton Garden Inn by the airport. Oh, wow. Not really what you want to do in Costa yeah. Rica, because it's not the experience <laughs> that you really are told about. What's their saying? Like, oh, Pura bueno? Vida. Pura oh, Vida. Yeah. Yeah. Or as, as a really white guy from Arkansas says, Pura Vida. <laughs> yes, Pura Vida. You guys watch uh, The Big D, which, by the way, when they tell you that's the name of the show, you giggled a little bit, right? I did. Okay, yeah. just making sure. That well, I, I honestly had not heard of it yet, and when you sat down, Bobby's like, so, you're hosting The Big D, and I was like, I didn't know what's before. Well, I was the, like, what show the is The best this? was, if I can have a 10-second story, the best was we did an Instagram Live kind of promoting the show a few weeks ago, and you know when someone pops up in your thread and they want to join? And so a name pops up, Dr. Jada wants to join. We're like, hey, we're talking about the show. Yeah, let's bring her in. Brought her in and it was a naked dude that had hijacked our Instagram live and was dancing everything right in front of the camera. So great built-in marketing for the <laughs> so big D. So was the big D or the little D jumping in? <laughs> it was, the marketing was on point. Was it the little? Oh, wow. The big D was. It was the big D. Oh, yep. yeah. Okay. USA probably set that up. <laughs> and we learned a lot about our relationship because I froze and JoJo's like, oh, oh, wait, how do I get this off? How do I get this off? <laughs> so people that are on a live when it gets, you know, flashed like mm-hmm. that, I guess, what do you call it? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, anyone watching just, they all see, like, so if yes. there's like, kids on there yes. or Dang. that is And we found out crazy. this person is like a serial does this and so like makes fake names and then, somehow. Don't know how he does it. Or did he create a fake I, account that's almost like Dr. Jada? I think that's what he does. And we're just in the moment, see it. All you see is like the name. Like, oh yeah, bring her in. It said Dr. Jada. <laughs> definitely, parentheses, definitely not a guy's wiener. And he's like, Jada. all right, I'm clicking yeah. that one. Um, so you have like the greatest job because you get to do shows like this, but you also get to work for ESPN. Yeah. And you get to, I, I was watching... I watch all of them. And I was watching you fly in once. And I guess you guys had a sponsorship with. Wheels up. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, and now flying in. Were you really on the plane they were filming or are they just filming that? No, they're the, like, here's Jordan flying in on wheel, <laughs> And they're showing the plane land. Sometimes not. But you're talking about at Arkansas, right? Probably. Yeah. So in Arkansas, the tightest turnaround I've ever had, because we finished our show at noon. I had a 345, 3.30 kick something in Arkansas. I landed at like 2.47. And where you land is, I can see the stadium. Right. So that one, they actually were filming the plane because they were like, is he going to make it? Like I had to like quick change in the plane and go straight to the stadium, straight to the field and we kicked. How is that going into a game with all the knowledge you need to have about that week's game versus all the knowledge you needed to have while you were playing a game? 
Very similar. Uh, not quite, right? It was a lot more pressure when you're getting hit. But I will say the thing I like about calling games on TV is that to me, I kind of get a little bit of that rush again because I'm prepping for all this stuff and I don't know what's going to happen. So I kind of get to re react as things happen. There's an anticipation for me, but I appreciate that I don't wake up on Sunday with, you know, in pain and uh, getting hit every day when I make a mistake. So I make a lot of mistakes on TV and people just hit me on Twitter and I'm fine with that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, have you had any <laughs> clips go viral? Oh, where you have said something dumb? Yes. Because I have a 10 million, but I wonder, do you, and are, do they still live? And what's, your, what's the one you're most embarrassed about? Yeah, one is still making the rounds from last year. So we did a South Carolina game in Columbia and they had, at the same time, they have the state fair right there, literally almost outside the stadium. And so kind of the whole show or the whole game, our, uh, our truck is kind of doing cutaways of the carnivals and the food and everything. And they're doing like a pan of these giant corn dogs. And- <laughs> Kind of in a, I thought I was being funny, but I don't think it landed that. I was like, oh, talk to me, dirty corn dog. <laughs> in that voice, too. <laughs> what were you thinking? Kind of not remembering I'm on ESPN. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? So that one lives forever, but also we ended up running food up to the booth. And on our little peep cam in the, uh, in the booth, I have just a giant foot long corn dog. And let me tell you, there's no graceful way to go at that first bite. Yeah, it's tough. Anything I've so learned. So that too, lives on the internet forever as well. If you open your mouth real wide for anything that's a bit phallic, they can it, they can Photoshop anything in. I did. So yeah. now they mesh together the right. talk to me dirty corn dog yeah. and then that shot and yeah. there that's you tough. go. That, that'll live forever. People don't forget. What's the preparation like before you do a game? What are you actually learning other than the players' names? Um well so I'm just a, a junkie for football. I love it. So in talking to coaches they don't give you much, right? They, they give you a little bit. So I like to just watch games. I, I kind of understand the concepts that maybe a team will want to run, what they're good at. And then I understand the defense as well. So in my mind, I'm trying to prepare like a coach. Arkansas is good at this. What is this defense going to run to stop that? And then so in the game, I kind of want to show that to fans. Like, here's what this defense is going to have to do to stop KJ Jefferson on this play, this type of play. Whether they're doing it or not, I'm going to tee that up and then let the game kind of take over. So I treat it like I'm a coach because I that's what I'm used to. I'm used to prepping like that. So it is a lot of you got to make sure you know everybody's name because someone's mom and dad are watching. And if they get a catch, you know, they want to make sure you say their name and have a little something about them. So that's part of it. But also, I like my job on TV. I hope I teach a little bit of football. I don't want to talk like a like a Ph.D., but I want to teach a little bit of football so people that are watching kind of go, oh, that's why they did that, or oh, that's what that's called. When you're quarterback at a Division One school like Vanderbilt in the SEC and you're just walking around campus, is life awesome? Because I just got to imagine. Well. It'd be, I mean, when you are the quarterback and you look like you do, and it was just, I would just imagine life's like the greatest. Well, you've been in Nashville for a while, right? I have, but the still. Vandy's not, hasn't been great. So but, I will say other schools that may have been cooler. It was still, I mean, yeah, you, we, we did well when I was at Vandy. So it was fun, but I will say it's academics and sports. At least it was back then. So, um, so yeah, but it, it's not like Alabama walking around as a quarterback, you know, Bama banks and all. When you went to Vandy, so you went to junior college before yeah. Vandy, when you were deciding on where to go, did you have other offers? Like, yeah, did you did. Offer? why did you pick Vanderbilt? So I picked Vandy because they were really bad. And I was like, I want to go to a bad team in the SEC. <laughs> um, no, you know, I was, I had aspirations to want to play in the NFL. And I was like, where can I go that I can show that I can play at that level? Like I, I had other offers to go play in other conferences. And I was like, I want to go play against the best. Because even if we're a bad team, 
but I show that like I can play against SEC defenses, I can have some success, then I think that'll give me the best opportunity to play at the next level. So, and then Nashville, I visited and Nashville wasn't bad. So I was like, this will be fun. I lived at home in junior college. I was ready to get out. Where did you almost go? Uh, so Washington was on the table late, um, and then uh, smaller schools like Western Kentucky was on the table, and there was a couple others, um, Mac schools that were there that had good opportunities. I will say Vandy wasn't the best opportunity because they had a starting quarterback. Um, but I was like, yeah, we'll see. But if correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have like didn't you have a winning record at Vandy when you were here? Yeah, you we had, won nine games, like right. for, nine games for the first time in 97 years at Vandy when we were there. So it was uh, it was fun. It was we got a chance to do That's something. What I'm that saying, had like never he's also done. winning. He's the quarterback. <laughs> he, they're winning. You just like have it. So why in the world? And I say this is somebody who's done it as well. So I ask you this in the most uh, complimentary way. Why would you go on the Bachelorette? It's a great question. Because you your life is just going in a great. It looks like it's all happening for you. Why would you do that? I, it was the most, I'm very spontaneous. It was honestly the most spur of the moment decision I've ever made. Um, and I ne- I wasn't someone that watched the show. I'd never watched. I knew what it was, obviously, because I dated people. That, oh, hey, the Bachelorette's on. Cool. Um, but I literally got a call from a producer. Oh, here's a, this is actually a, a good story. They start filming like in the middle of March. End of February, I get a call from my agent, my sports agent, because I was doing radio at the time, hadn't been doing TV yet. She's like, hey, Fox is doing a dating show. They kind of want an ex-athlete. Would you be interested? I'm like, maybe. I'm single. Give me some information. A couple weeks later or a week later, my agent calls. Yeah, they went with someone else. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. A producer on that show was married to a producer on The Bachelorette. So they passed my name along. I got a call from a guy named Bennett, who's one of the executive producers on The Bachelor. And he's like, hey, have you ever heard of the show? Yeah. He's like, well, are you single? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well... I got a pretty cool girl. Um, you could come and it could be fun for a couple weeks. And at the worst, you get to travel a little bit and have fun. I'm like, all right, sounds fun. Like, I'll do it. So I didn't go through any of the casting. The They fly 55 guys out in January, cut it down to 25. I was a part of Noah that. None of that. I said a week before we started filming, sure, I'll show up. And then you get there and there are all these other dudes. Cause you, I mean, even if you don't know the show, you then learn the show kind of totally. quick. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd never, when I did Dancing with the Stars, I never watched the show except for like little clips. But then I tried to st- even study it, right? Yeah. So, but you get there and do you strategize? And also, are they intimidated by you? Because again, you were just freaking starting quarterback at Vanderbilt. I would have been intimidated. <laughs> I will say it, the intimidating part is you walk into the mansion night one, right? And I was actually one of the last limos. Even though on the show, I'm the first one to step out. I was in the last limo. So everybody was already there when I showed up. I was one of the very last ones. You walk in, you look around, you go, it's a bunch of good looking dudes. You know what I mean? And um, so the so strategy- I in this room every day with all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's how nice. I feel every day. Yeah, thank go you, ahead. I think, I think the strategy I started to, I wasn't like strategizing, but I started to notice that everyone was like panicking for time and attention. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the one that kind of just sits back and just waits. And I found that if I waited, especially in these big group environments for the last opportunity to talk to her- I got the most time because it was kind of, they weren't trying to f- make sure everyone had time. So I would kind of just sit around and wait, but also Jojo got pissed because she's like, I don't, this guy doesn't even like me. Like, he doesn't even want to spend time with me. He doesn't even care. He's not, he's not, you know, coming to find me and just like, Hey, I'll wait. I'll sit and wait my turn. But it actually ended up working pretty well. So I'd say that was kind of the strategy that I had is just like, don't be over eager. Cause I think it come to, came off like kind of bad. What's been cool about your career is I don't even think about you as being a bachelorette person. I mean, and everybody you kind of assigned to something but you've been able to do so many things successfully. It's like some of these artists that come in that, that have blown up on TikTok, but then they've really launched a career outside of that to show yeah. that they are real. 
Like, I don't really think of you as the bachelorette. Dude. I appreciate that. You're in the minority. Really? Well, yeah. I guess I, I mean, I guess I watch a lot of sports, so I guess I just yeah. see. But most people know you as that. I think so. Still, yeah. That's how. I'm big, big yeah. D guy. I'm big, that's, big D. I'm, there's, that's I'm like, there's Jordan for the big D yes. when I see him. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, but I mean, I don't think it's bad. Oh, I, I, don't I just, need it. I don't know that you're. But you seem to have like some that we we know. It's like they don't. They're holding on tight to it. You know, like they right. need it. Like they're like, oh, this is like my last like claim to fame, even though they were on it years ago and they right. haven't really done much. So but I don't know. I see you so you're as saying like, he's the only one with talent ever on the show. I agree. No, I'm not saying <laughs> no. that at all. Oh, 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 oh. I, I think say. there's yeah, yeah. women and men that have been a yeah. part of it that have like they're clearly talented outside of just trying to get on there. And you didn't even have to fill out an application. Like you didn't even they sought you out. What percentage they did of, the STD test on you though? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. You're he's like everything. I didn't even do the STD test. <laughs> everything. <laughs> and I'm kind of okay. like, wait, actually, maybe I should watch this show. What am I doing? What, what, what am I signing up for? Well, what percentage of the guys there? Like, I'm thinking if I'm a guy that filled out an application, like really wanted to be there, and I find out this guy comes in last minute, and but they I don't just... think you talk about applications. Yeah, I don't think they knew that. Yeah. How many pages did you fill out your application, John? <laughs> uh, it's three. What about you? None. I don't think that conversation happens. I know it probably doesn't. Did they find out now that you were brought in last minute by? Well, obviously the story's out there, but you know what I mean? Like that would. Be yeah, I don't know, big guys. I don't know. We'd care. Oh, well, I would think they would be favoring you because they're like, oh, we so got I, this guy. I just always think how crazy that is, right? I mean, she—it's my wife now, yeah. right? I mean, that's—it's—it's it's weird. Like every now and then, we'll just be sitting and go watching a show. We like we like that we mm. met doing something like this. Like, cool. how dumb is that? Can you <laughs> like, see when people come up to you? I can, and I can always tell if it's somebody who listens to the radio show or watched American Idol or dance. This is an age yes. and demographic. For whom, can you tell when they're coming up what they know you from? 100%. Yeah, and it's mostly, it's interesting because the, the the guy, it's it's interesting to watch the like the 30, 40-year-old man that his wife like is not with him, but he's like, oh, uh, hey, uh, my, 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 can I get a picture for my wife? And it's really funny, but there's a, definitely a demographic. Like in, when I'm traveling for football, it's still about 90% of people that are like, I saw you on The Bachelor. That's crazy. It's still that. Yeah. Well, and they're like, oh, well, you know, I see you on football too, but you know, I, I like, I know you from The Bachelor. I'm like, that's awesome. What's been the key? Because you guys were both public. You still are both public, but what's been the key to having a successful relationship and then marriage when everything is public and what to keep private? Like, what have you guys prioritized? That's the hard, that was the hardest part. I mean, we were, we were very open that our first year was bad. Like we just... You know, you come off a show and what people don't realize about that show is you are never not on camera. Like you don't get any conversations that aren't like on camera. So you have to make sure you're authentic. But I think we never had to go through adversity on a reality show. We never had to get back to real life and have a bad day and then figure out how to have like a conversation after that. So our first year, we just didn't know how to communicate. So we would be in an argument and we're speaking different languages and it would just escalate, escalate, escalate. And then we'd just be like, well, okay. Let's move on. Forget about that and, and try to go look like we're happy because you're in a spotlight where everyone's expecting you to be happy all the time and have this amazing relationship. So there was a lot of pressure to go like, hey, we're working through a lot of stuff, but we need to like, like look happy, right? Because like we, we don't want to let people down. Like there was a weird pressure about that. So I think we got to a point about a year in where we're like, F this, like we either got to do this because we want to be together and not that we were staying together because of anything, but it's just like, we got to actually work at this. Like, it's not just going to be brushing stuff under the rug. We got to lean in, work at this relationship or I love you. You love me. It's just not going to work. And so we kind of chose the first path and said, okay, this is, it's going to take work. It's going to take a realization that um, we're not perfect and that we have a lot of issues that we just need to like address head on instead of going, Hey, we're happy. Hey, photo op. Cool. Um, 
so that was kind of how we we did it. We were like, hey, we're going to be more open about the fact that it's not easy. And it's not all rainbows and butterflies after a reality show. It's actually very hard. You're in a spotlight. You're not prepared for it. So I think just the the realization internally and then also just not being afraid to say that was big. Hard for me. And I, my wife is a very private person, but it was hard for us. to. I've been married two years. Never been married before. Never been engaged. So you, it's, it's, it is work. I never understood when people said it is work to be married. For me, it's work to remember to put someone at least equal, if not more than myself. Like it's to, because yeah. I've been so, and I'll just use the word selfish because I've just been a self, I've been the son in the solar system, my own solar system. Right. It is such a shift to not be it anymore. It's worth it, but sometimes it is work for me to have to have that understanding of your life is different. We don't have kids yet. Yeah. You guys, you guys, no. and, and I imagine that happens again once kids come out, but it's been hard, but in the best way, in the yeah. same way, like, you, see, you can't see him now with a big sweatshirt on, but I have huge biceps, right? Then those, those curls, you know, they were hard to do, but those muscles got big. But I never really understood the work part of it until I actually got married. And I can imagine when you're both coming off of something so public, there is that pressure to not show that it's hard. No doubt. And because when you write, when you come off the show, we're not that cool anymore. Like people come up when we're traveling and say hi, but like there's paparazzi and stuff that first like year, like outside of our house. And so like, if I was taking the trash out and I looked like, you know, like, like that, like <laughs> there'd be an article we're in the grocery store, walking out of the grocery store. It was just, it was crazy. That's crazy. So we, we felt like we were putting out a facade that wasn't an accurate representation of the struggles we were still going through. Where do you guys live? What town? What city? Uh, we actually live in Puerto Rico right now. So we live in Dorado Beach. Really? That's yeah. why we relate to Arkansas, bro. That's a long way. He didn't know how far. <laughs> yeah. He missed his flight. He missed his connector. So you live. How yeah. does that work? Uh, it's great. We, we were in Dallas and in the middle of COVID, kind of a lot of our friend group had moved away and I traveled during football. She has family down in Puerto Rico. So I was like, let's just go rent a place month to month. At worst, you're near family. We'll have to travel a ton. And it's little, we can be outdoors. Our more. families where again? In, in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Two, oh, both of our brothers lived down that there. That makes sense. Yeah. And so we moved down there and we loved it. And we're like, hey, until we have some kids and we want to settle down. Like this is going to be a good spot, but we'll end up here in Nashville at some point. Um, we have some land here. So we'd like to build a house here eventually and, uh, and, and kind of put our roots here. That's pretty cool. I was just thinking uh, like I, when we moved, I wanted to live somewhat closest to the airport because I travel so much, but you travel to a lot of these Southeastern not towns. easy to get to. Yeah. Like he's, he's going to Columbia, South Carolina from Puerto Rico. Yeah. There are no Southwest boys. <laughs> no. I don't know if you're familiar with how that works. So, it may, it, you know, it makes, it makes the travel during football season a little bit longer, but again, I'd like, I can't complain. Like football season is five months and the rest of the year we do a lot of other projects, but it's not as travel intensive and we're together 24 seven. Most of the time we do a lot of work together. So remove my bias. So don't answer this question for me. Who uh -oh. is your favorite head coach SEC to hang out with? Not best coach, not, but like if you were going to go to dinner and they were like, Hey, pick any coach. You guys just go hang out for an hour. Who would it be? Ooh, uh, it would probably be, uh, rest in peace, peace, Mike Leach. Like Mike was one of the best to be around. Like just cause it was, you never knew where the conversation was going to go. Um, but I'd probably say Beamer's pretty fun. Shane Beamer, South Carolina is pretty fun. Just he's quirky and he's, he's got a great personality. Lane's pretty fun as well. I think Lane you got to peel back the layers of Lane though. You know what I mean? You got to get him comfortable. And then he, then he starts to open up a little bit. What is Nick Saban like in person? Nick's great in person, but he's just like, there's, there's like a, there's an aura around him. Like there's a, it's, he's the goat. So he's great in person, but he is very, he's business. He's got a cup of coffee, wants to answer, talk football and then you're good. 
Well, I will say, okay, Sam, Sam is one of my favorite coaches as well. Just to Sam Pittman at Arkansas. Yeah, Sam Pittman, just to, <laughs> he's the, he would be the best to go get a beer with. No doubt. Actually, now that I think about it, totally. Sam's a man. A lot of money, a lot of pressure to be a head coach in the, in, especially in the SEC. Which of these coaches are, who is the most hands-on mm. as far as they're in these meetings offensively or defensively? And who's a CEO, the best CEO? Like, give me the, because Mac Brown was an excellent CEO right. type of Texas. Like, he knew how to run that program. Last time, Texas has been really good. Yeah. And so, but he was very much that CEO type guy. Give me both of those. Like, who's great at CEOing and, and who's great at being hands-on and really getting, uh, like, granular with the team? I think Brian Kelly's a really, really good CEO. I mean, he's done it for a really long time. At LSU. Yeah, at LSU. Um, and he's hired good staff around him. So he is definitely a guy that you just sit and you realize he has the 30,000-foot view for everything in his program. And he, he's willing to get down in the nitty-gritty when he needs to, but he is the guy that, that tells the ship which direction they're going and makes sure it's going in that direction at every level. So he's a, definitely a CEO type. Um, as far as a more X's and O's guy. And maybe it's somebody who even calls plays still offensive. Yeah. You know, like it's an offensive guy who still calls plays. Yeah, Josh Heupel is a guy that um, he is – becoming more of a CEO because I think he's realizing what that takes at Tennessee, but he's still a, like, he just wants to talk offensive ball. And um, so he's a fun one to sit down with because you know he lives and breathes offense and he just loves it. And that's all he wants to to do. And if he could just call plays, he'd probably just call plays. Just so happens he's a great head coach and he's got other responsibilities. My wife's a massive Oklahoma fan. Her family is, and they get to come over to the SEC next year, which I'm very excited about yeah. because that just means we get to play the same teams and get to play each other occasionally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Heupel was yeah, her favorite player growing up. She loved Josh Heupel. And Josh Heupel got fired at Oklahoma as the offensive coordinator under yep. Stoops. And Josh Heupel is now at Tennessee after being at UCF. But he's at Tennessee, and Oklahoma is now going to be in the SEC. That is interesting because if you are a player and you have your allegiance, and you played, and you won at Oklahoma, and you coached, but then you got fired, how does he feel? This is just you your opinion. How, how, how does he feel about playing those guys? Does he want to kick the crap out of them? Or is, is it like, man, this is awesome. I get to go back into Norman, back to the people that made me. I think it's both. I think you're able to kind of separate, right? Because as a coach, when you've been at so many different programs, you've played and your allegiance is initially to where you play, I believe. And it probably still is deep down for a guy like Josh Heupel. I think you end up wanting to dominate and win in those games. And, and because really you're not coaching and playing as much for the logo and the university as you are for the guys. So as a head coach, like you end up having so much invested in these kids, right? These 18, 19 year olds that like, that's really why you want to go beat your alma mater. Not because it's your alma mater and there's bad, bad blood. I think you still have like a deep allegiance to it, but you end up just doing it for the guys that you spend 99% of your day with. Cause those coaches spend more time with those players than they do their family. Coaching's tough. Like you have zero hours. You ever want to do day. that? Part of me, yes, but I've also been so close to it now that I'm realized that it would take the perfect scenario. Um, if I live back here in Nashville and there's an opportunity to go coach quarterbacks at Vandy, like that is something where Clark if I Lee? live there, yeah, oh, I've already told Clark. Clark. Oh, I already yeah. told Clark, cause, hey, in a couple yeah. of years, just, you know, <laughs> I'll be here and yeah. I, I may be ready to, to step onto that side. Um, I did have an offer a couple of years ago um, as a position coach, but I just, I like what I do on TV now and I like the the flexibility it allows me to do other things. At some point, yes, that could be something I'd like to do. God, you have such a great job. 
Like I'm jealous of your job. Do you get paychecks every week or only five months during football season? Every week. Yeah, he's got a yeah. salary too, boys. Wow. Eat it up. <laughs> well, that's kinda, I mean, when you when you play in the NFL, and I was only a practice squad guy, so I wasn't making big money, but you realize like, oh, wow, these paychecks are awesome, and then they stop in December, and you're like, wait, wait, I get zero until August? Wait a minute. Being on a practice squad in the NFL, are you basically learning what every team you're playing that week's yeah. quarterback is doing, and you have to mimic that? Yeah. So I was in Tampa in 2013. A uh, guy I work with now, Dan Orlovsky, was a, a, a quarterback there as well, and Mike Glennon. And it was my job because Dan's a big, tall, unathletic guy. I'm a shorter, athletic guy. So when we played like Russell Wilson, I was Russell Wilson. We played Cam Newton that year when he was in uh, North Carolina, or sorry, uh, with the Panthers. I don't look like Cam Newton, but I could run around a little bit. So yeah, you kind of just mimic whoever, whatever quarterback you're playing. Um, but that year we were injured at receiver, so I ended up playing receiver for our scout team, running routes against Darrell Revis. I was like, wow, yeah, I'm not as athletic as I thought I was. So Darrell Revis was locking you down in practice? Yeah, it was legit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I caught that's, one that's ball That's an awesome on story. Did anybody get it? I'd be like, hey, take a picture of me. Yeah. Lined up. I mean, do you have a picture of Darrell Reeves? Unfortunately, no. Man, I was like just... kind of too scared of that boy. I'm just like, I'm just a scout team quarterback. <laughs> Wait, how tall yeah. are you? I'm just under 6'2". I'm like 6'1". Oh. Yeah. Because well, you said he was considered like, what, I don't know if you said little or small. Shorter, yeah. Shorter. For a quarterback, totally. <laughs> that's a big D. Relax. Yeah. yeah, yeah hey, yeah, hey, hey, big hey. man. <laughs> no, I just didn't know because I mean, yeah, some of these athletes you just see them on TV. Yeah. So I can't, and you hear like in real life they look tall or big or huge, and like you seem tall, but you're saying you're small. Yeah. Cat, the cat in the hat. I am <laughs> Sam. I am. Yeah. Yes. In in that same vein, I was yeah. pleasantly surprised at uh, just Ryan Gosling is a normal sized guy. You know, actors you never know. Hmm. Stood next to him the other day. I was like, wow. Did the people other day, say you look like him? No. Uh, just now, I just see it. Does anybody else see it? Not really. No. Oh. no, we're, no. Our eyes are kind of close together. So that's <laughs> were you similar. at the Barbie premiere or yeah. something? Were you really? Yeah, and he's just a good looking dude. Did you watch and it, the movie? Yeah, yeah, we watched it. And? It was good. It was fun. You know what I liked about it is that it was kind of self deprecating in a way, just because it was, they, they, they acknowledged like made the fun point. Of themselves? That, yeah, they could, they're, they're Barbies. So yeah, it was fun. All right, final, final few questions here. Question number one Who wins the SEC East and why is it going to be South Carolina? Oh, it's not going to be South oh, Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. I actually, I think that that week three, I think it is game against Georgia is going to be interesting. Um, do love South Carolina. It's going to be Georgia. They're just too good. Even like, even Tennessee. You go Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina. Yes, just because I think I think Georgia is going to lose one. Um, I think. I mean, I don't know. It could, Tennessee has every opportunity, but I'm going to go with Georgia sitting here right now. And over in the West, it's probably still going to be Alabama. Again, I got or LSU. LSU. Uh, mm. Really? Yeah. Alabama's, that quick. He turns a program around that quick. Alabama is good. They're deep at every position. They don't have the superstars on offense that they're used to having, and their quarterback position is going to take a step back. They're going to be fine. They're going to be good. But I think LSU is has everybody back, especially on offense. So I think they're going to get the West. Has Saban lost his edge? No. Has other pe- are other people's edges just sharper then? Yeah, just Kirby I, Smart, sharper edge. I mean, what we're mad at Saban because he's only won a, like a national championship every other year, essentially. Uh, you know, averaging over the last six or seven years. Um, no, I just think it, NIL is changing things. Right, it's easier to now pay kids and, and get them there as opposed to just going, hey, we're Alabama. Um, so that's evening things out a little bit. Are there rules against you participating in? NIL, let's say you wanted to uh, have a kid at Vanderbilt or any school. Yeah. And you'd be like, hey, I want you to promote my show, The Big D. Could you pay them? Or I cool? believe so. Yeah, I think I could. Because I do I, I do a lot of NIL with yeah, Arkansas kids. Totally. But I'm also not working in sports or ESPN. So. Yeah, it's weird. It's probably like a gray area. Like maybe it's frowned upon, but. 
Bobby, 25 whistles. Yeah, but that's a podcast <laughs> and it's sponsored by <laughs> and it's sponsored by DraftKings and they're just kind of like do your thing, you Yeah. Know? Yeah, it's not ESPN. Cuz if he's calling the game. I got it. Yeah. And there's, he's got a player on the G- Georgia defensive line. Yeah, that that's true. That like sense. I said, I don't think it's illegal for me, but yeah. I think they'd probably say, hmm, maybe not. Yeah, I stay away from stuff where I'm like, I don't think it's illegal, <laughs> <laughs> but if it's on that line. Okay, so The Big D airs Wednesdays. It aired last night, but you can watch it on Peacock today. Uh, Jordan Rogers. Hope, and you're here for SEC Media Days. Yeah. So what do you do? You just talk to everybody just- and get as much... Yeah, a r- bunch of radio opportunities. Coaches and players are here, so we have a set over there. We'll interview some of them and just talk football like we know what's going to happen in a month or two when we don't. Do you want – here's the option. When Last time we had a guest here because um, you were kind enough to you Uber up here. Yeah. Mm. Now, Lunchbox can drive you back to your hotel. <laughs> yeah, he, I could. He, he drove he Richard – I could. He drove Richard <laughs> Marks back to his hotel. Wait, in what car, though? In my, ha- but in my car. Okay, okay. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Which oh, is, he picked him up and dropped him off. Right. And so the problem, the thing is, I got to take some stuff back. You ever been, what's that place called where you buy like salt shakers and stuff? Huh? It's like way expensive. I William know Sonoma. Salt shaker. Oh, yeah. great. Love William Went Sonoma. to William Sonoma? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I walked out of there. I didn't know the salt shaker cost a hundred bucks. I got a salt shaker and there's a hundred bucks that I take back today. <laughs> so if you do take them, you got to put that in the back seat. Oh, I got to take it to William Sonoma? No, you don't take it back. I'm oh. taking it back today. The best is like, come William on Sonoma in the winter when they get the, the peppermint bark. chocolate bark and mm. then they have like the apple cider taster spots. I've never even been in there. I can't believe the stuff was that expensive. Expensive. Oh, you should go in. It's nice. I did go in. I bought a salt shaker for $100. Oh, okay. <laughs> when you enjoy that, that is a definite like marker in your life. It goes, oh, yeah, I made it to that point where I love going in Williams-Sonoma. There is no salt shaker that should cost $100. What does it do? Is Shake it, salt. Wait, does it, is it crack? Is it the automatic one when you like flip it and it, it comes like out? It's like a motor in it. Yes, love cool. it. I don't need that. Cool. Well, wait, no, I mean, it's not cool. Have... I'm taking oh, no, it back. Let us, let us see it. it. Maybe we'll buy hey, it. Hey, maybe you. I'll give it to him as a gift. I'll give you 60 bucks. <laughs> that's for his, it. That's yeah. his Derek yeah. Jeter goodbye. Yeah, yeah like, he's a salt shaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Jordan Rogers. You guys follow Jordan on Instagram, jrogers11. Killing on ESPN, SEC Network, and also the Big D. Jordan, thank you for your time, man. Appreciate it. There he is. Jordan Rogers, everybody. Here's the voicemail we got last night. I had a question. You guys had a mailbag about tattoos and someone needing to remove or cover a tattoo. I think Amy should live up to the bet from years ago where she goes to get Bobby tattooed somewhere on her body if she's going to give advice. Please let me know what you think. Hope this makes the air. Thank you. It did make the air. And she promised she would get my face tattooed on her body if if I went to Haiti. And and I did go to Haiti. Yeah. (laughs) And my body, my face is nowhere tattooed on her body. And she was tricked. No, you weren't tricked at all. Tricked. The, well, how bet. are you tricked? The bet, bet was if I no not a little bit. The bet was if I went to Haiti because it's where kids were in the orphanage mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. She said if you go, I'll get your face tattooed. Yeah. I went when she didn't know I was going. I snuck and went because I wanted to meet them before they came here. And I was like, hey, I went to Haiti and saw your kids, and we did all this at the orphanage. But did you? So you did go? Yeah. Ask me mm-hmm. questions now. Yep, I sure did. Okay. Yeah. So is that a trick? If she's, I mean, how is it a trick? If you went, there's no trick. The trick about the tattoo, and then yeah, I come into work on Monday, and it's like, oh hey, it was your weekend? Blah, blah, blah. And Bobby's like, oh, I popped down to Haiti to meet your kids without you. I'm like, what the? Well, he went. He said <laughs> he was in Haiti. Yeah, I get it. You didn't say anything about hey, hey if you go without me. I thought that meant like she's never gonna do it. She's not living up to her bed. We planned a trip and we all would go together. You never said that. You said if I went. What, what, what is this? She doesn't want a tattoo of you on her? Is yeah, that that's it. Is that the it. problem? It, that's exactly it. Wow, okay. Rude. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Caitlin doesn't want it either. She how, has a B on her. This but how me. awkward if I'm like with Caitlin, I'm like, hey, I got your husband tattooed on my arm. <laughs> she would give you props. From the bottom of your foot. No. Okay, that's it. Thank you for reminding us that Amy's a welcher. <laughs> Wait, what? Yep. 
I follow from, through on things. Is, is Welcher even something you can say anymore? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I man. never know because sometimes they're like, because you can't, you can't, gypsy is now a thing. You can't say you were gypped. Right. Because right. it's making fun of gypsies. Who are they? Gypsy, they? I, I always thought they were like fortune tellers, <laughs> but it's not. Okay, all right. But I've said, I don't say that anymore. Oh. Because I've learned you okay. can't, that's a, that's a, oh. that's a bad thing to say. Okay. What about welching, Mike? Can I say that? Are you making fun of a Welch person? I don't know. Welch's grapefruit juice may get really offended. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. This woman, Angelina, she was first in the news earlier this year because she was shot uh, while waiting outside. And it was like New Year's Eve, New Year's Day I thought, I thought it was. She was shot four times, like outside waiting for a lift. like in, Oh, like literally outside waiting for a car to pick her up. Yeah, in Kansas wow. City, Missouri. So Dang. anyway, she's going viral now because she's talking about the tragic story but she was wearing skims the night the Kim of. Kardashian brand. Yes, and and they were so tight on her body that after she was shot, it kept her from bleeding out. Skims are bulletproof. Well, they're not wow. bulletproof, but it was skims. It, oh, it, it, it was like so a tight. Wow, in a way. And so she's crediting skims for saving her life. If I'm skims, I'm paying her a pretty penny. I'm sending her on an interview tour with Kim Kardashian. That's a great story. Oh, yeah. Not because it makes me want to buy skims, but just talking about skims. That, I mean, that's just, it's just out there. Like, it's hard to have a news story about your product that's good, and there you go. If you get shot. Oh, yeah. And you, market, save your and life. you market like the top 10 most crime-riddled cities, and you send her on a tour, tour there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Chicago, Baltimore. Detroit. Yeah, no. and she goes, and she's like... <laughs> Is it a, a Skims pop-up? She said she... Give Skims to all the cops no. you know, under their bulletproof vests. She not only recommends these bodysuits, but she's buying more. She wants to wear one every single day. She says, call it fate, call it Jesus, but I'm going to call it Kim. People start robbing okay. store, banks and Skims, full Skims. Okay, I, good story. I like it. Uh, people in Hong Kong are being encouraged to stare at smokers disapprovingly when they what? see them smoking, especially in smoke-free areas, obviously. But there's a professor there that's saying, hey, look, all we got to do is make people feel uncomfortable. If everybody would just collectively turn, look, and stare, he's like, no one's going to light up and take a puff and it'll decrease smoking. In places where you shouldn't smoke. I'm okay with that. I don't think we should stare at people if they're smoking yeah. in places that it's okay to smoke. Right. What other things would we stare at, though? If we could stare and change it. Probably people that... Uh, listen to their computer or phones without their headphones plugged Ooh, in. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. places, that's really good. I'd stare them down every yeah. every second. Uh, somebody that says they gave more than 100%, like 110%, when they just say stuff like that, because I can't, I'll just stare at them. Stare at them? I'd be like, why are you staring at me? And I'm like, you know. You know what you, you did. You know what you did. <laughs> that's an, an annoying one. That doesn't bother me Oh, at all. come on. I know. Bluetooth in a public place. Like, if you're standing like in a, at a restaurant or in line somewhere and someone has the earpiece in, they start talking. Talking to themselves. And you're like, what? excuse me? Like, I'm not talking to you. And it's like, that is tough when you think they're talking to it's you. It's like, but the earpiece thing—does that even happen anymore? Or is that oh, even like '98? No, our boss does that still. Yeah, yeah, still I don't see a lot of people with ear. Yeah, but I—I I guess it used to be where it would like be in the ear and you wouldn't know. But you now, if somebody wearing AirPods, you can see it almost. Not in mm. my hair, because sometimes I feel yeah, like I'm true. talking to myself. Okay, so okay, so Bluetooth. Anybody else have one of those? Uh, picking nose. Stare oh. at them. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't mind. Talking with I your mouth they, full. Yeah, okay. We're, we're moving on. We're running out. All right, what else you got? <laughs> so Jelly Roll was talking about his nickname. He's told us before, he's talked about how he would eat a Jelly Roll every Sunday after church. So his mom gave him that nickname. But nicknames are very common in his neighborhood. 
I'm from a neighborhood where everybody had a nickname and none of them were ever good. You know what I'm saying? I got a friend named Tingling. I got one named Dubug. We're in a we're we are a motley crew to say the least, man. <laughs> I got a friend named Predator. I got a friend named they, they get <laughs> worse. They get worse as it goes. Do you know yeah. Jelly Roll's real name? Ooh, I don't know, but I imagine some like Hector, or something. Clarence. Right, it's like a name like that. Come yeah, on, like Wilbur. <laughs> Jason DeFord. Oh yeah, do you know what I did know that? And I did. That's not a bad name. Mm-mm. That's actually pretty normal. Jelly Roll's pretty cool, though. Jay, yeah. Yeah, it was just weird when it first happened because I have to explain to people when I would say, and here's a song from Jelly Roll because mm-hmm. somebody's name on mm-hmm. is Jelly Roll. Well, but yeah, now it's normal. I prefer that over Tingling. <laughs> I don't know, Tingling, not so bad. <laughs> All right, that it? I'm Amy, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Nick Wilson is a milkman in Rhode Island. He delivers milk house to house, and he's on his route, and he's about to deliver some milk, and all of a sudden he hears crackling of fire. And he looks, and he's like, man, that house is on fire. But what's he hear? And he's like, oh, I recognize that dog. I see that dog dozens and dozens of times. Obviously, no one's home. What am I going to do? That dog is scared. He goes around the back door. There's a sliding glass door. He's like, oh, it's locked. He's like, what do I do? He breaks the sliding glass door and gets the dog out. That's correct. You got to commit to break a glass door. Even if it's on fire, I'll be like, I don't know. Is this fire on purpose? (laughs) Did they... To break it, good for oh, yeah. him because it worked out. Yeah, and he got the dog out, and then the fire department came and put out the uh, fire. And good news is, they did not charge him for the sliding glass door. And good news, they're still milkmen. Who knew? Wow, that's crazy. That's yeah. what I always because you know they always make the joke. Oh, is that your real dad or are you the milkman? Yep. Who's always who, who's always making that joke? I've heard it. I've like, heard it. But always you... everywhere you go. Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> in high school, one of my teachers asked my mom if it was the same dad or the milkman. What? You look just like both your parents. Uh, it's just because my brother and sister are a year and two years older than me, and we had the same teacher, and we were totally different, so they thought I had a different dad. No, you look just like your parents. <laughs> like I'm just telling you. I mean, exactly. And your brother. But yeah. me, I guess Everything about you guys is exactly. Yeah. Like you're the same. I, I, I'm just telling you what the teacher asked my parents. Yeah, we get it. Is that um, a milkman? I like that there's a milkman. <laughs> Maybe he means they acted different. Like, were they real studious? No. Yeah, they were real quiet and studious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. what I mean. And so the teacher on yeah, back to school night. I don't care anymore. He's going to waste too much time on this. All right. But Nick Will. Wilson's his Nick name. Wilson's his and name. He was honored with the uh, Fire Chief's Special Recognition Award. I don't know what that means. So your teacher said what again? He said, <laughs> same dad or milkman? <laughs> Golly, can you say that to a kid? I know. I know. He <laughs> said that to my mom. Back in the good old days, you could until yeah. everything got all woke. You know what I mean? <laughs> good old days. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Join me in this fight. 
and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, how did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Still wrapped up in its original wrapping, but that first ever iPhone from 2007, just straight up, was auctioned off $190,000. Dang. Just imagine you get like one given to you, but you already had one. You just put it away. You never open it. You forget about it. And then the original four gigabyte model, it's the holy grail amongst iPhone collectors. It's just a normal first generation iPhone in the package. $190,000. That's wild. <laughs> That's a lot of money. You just stumble across that you have that? That's I can't imagine buying it and keeping it, though, not opening it on purpose. Right. Because why would you? It's not really like a collector's item when it comes. Do you so have anything money. that you haven't opened? No, no, no. <laughs> I opened no, everything. Yeah, even like the. The University Barbies I have, the Arkansas Razorback ones, are like, don't open it. It's worth something. Open them immediately. <laughs> and there's nothing I even do with them. I just don't like stuff in the box. Yeah. I don't even have collector's items, really. I guess I have some guitars people signed. I have a Jack Parr microphone, an old Tonight Show host from way back in the day, but I don't really have a lot of collectibles. I have some baseball cards somewhere, but I don't know where they are, and they can't be in that good a condition if I don't know where they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, all right, time now for the investigative morning corny, where Amy's going to give us all these morning cornies. We have to figure it out. Yes. There's a theme. Okay, what's the theme? Pizza. Okay. Ooh. Again. All pizza-related morning cornies. We have 90 seconds. So when she finishes the joke, the timer will start and go. The morning corny. How do you fix a broken pizza? Uh, dough. Cheese it. Uh, fix a broken pizza. Fix it. Slice. Slice it. Dice it. Bake it. Pepperoni. Pepperoni it. Sausage. How do you Supreme it. How do you fix a broken pizza? Uh, Melt it. Uh, cut it. No. He'll eat it. <laughs> wow. I kind of thought y'all were going to get that one fast. How do you fix a broken pizza? A broken pie. You put a broken pizza it. back together. Huh? You eat Tape it? Tape it? You glue it? <laughs> you paste it. it. You paste it? Tomato paste? paste it? Yes! Tomato paste! Oh, no, that's, <laughs> a terrible, that's a terrible joke. joke. Go ahead. What? That's almost impossible. Keep going. Keep Go going, ahead. Amy. Okay. Where do pharaohs like to eat? I don't know what a pharaoh e- is. Egyptian pizza. Egy- uh, pyramid. P- pizza mid. 
Little Caesars. Little Caesars. Boom. Pizza, pizza. No. Okay. Okay. What is a pharaoh? Papa John's. Papa John's. Pizza. Uh, pizza in. Pizza a bird. Hut. Pizza Hut. Uh, what, what pizza. Is, I'm pizza. I'm gonna pizza. Google what a pharaoh. Pizza Tut. Right? Pizza. Yeah. Oh These are terrible. Oh my gosh. And I love pizza. What? <laughs> what kind of a person doesn't like pizza? Apparently you. These jokes are terrible. They don't respect uh, pizza anyway. Uh, a vegetarian. A pizza hater. Hater. Oh, a cheese. What? Who doesn't lactose intolerant? A cheese grater. Like, mm, no. No, no. A cheese and hater? Uh, uh, what? What kind of person doesn't like pizza? Yeah. Lactose intolerant? Did you say that? <laughs> I said that. I said that. <laughs> why, why do you laugh when he says it? What's I don't know if she only? heard you. <laughs> I mean, did I not say the exact same you thing? Did. I, you I mean, did. <laughs> What's uh, <laughs> Maybe I said it better. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, we are dough. Oh, a weirdo. Man. That kind of person doesn't like pizza. Yes, because you're a weirdo. How about well, who's some, what's, <laughs> what do you say? What do you call somebody who's a peculiar pizza eater? A weirdo. We, yeah, that, I mean, of, like, is that better? Pizza. You know, you, you know, it's a, a rough one. Hey, your category was a. It started off strong with we the, like the, the idea of pizza, category, but then yeah. they were all awful. We did like the idea of a category. Are we yelling for this one? We got no, two. I mean, you okay. got yeah. kind of. Y'all used to feel good about. Yeah, yeah, we got we grow kind of. All right, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Right. Except for I feel guys. like a loser. Yeah, you should. We're going to play a trivia game here called Luck of the Draw Trivia. Everybody's in the running here. Hey, Madison in North Carolina. How's your morning going, Madison? Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. So, Madison, what we're going to do here is I'm going to draw um, a name from the player bucket, and then I'm going to draw a category from the category bucket. And if that player wins you win the prize it's called luck of the draw trivia the categories are we gave everybody a specialty category so like if you got amy you'd want her to get beauty health and wellness sure if you got eddie music lunchbox reality tv correct scuba florida trivia scuba steve oh. <laughs> ray things in vegas oh abby kansas notables okay and morgan number two superhero movies Oh. Now, but then you, if you get drawn, you may not get the category you're good at. Dang, dang, that's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, there's about one I'd get right. Two. So, Madison, good luck. I hope I draw a good player and a good category, okay? All righty. All right, here we go. The player playing the game will be... That's a good one. Come on, me. Come on, me. Eddie. Hey, let's go. Stupid. Now. Okay, a lot of categories. The category that Eddie will be answering questions in, because obviously you want music. Music, right. The category Eddie will be answering questions in is. Give music. Give music. Florida trivia. Okay, okay. I like Florida. The devil. I go once or twice a year. (laughs) Yeah. So, Eddie, you'll do Florida trivia. There are seven (laughs) questions. You have to get five out of seven in Florida trivia. Whose was this, Scuba? Scuba Steve. Who's from Florida? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orlando, you know? Okay, come on. Florida trivia question number one. Known for producing more of this fruit than any other state, what is the official state beverage of Florida? Ooh, I'm going to go with orange juice. Orange juice is correct. Because of oranges. Also known as Mr. Worldwide, which rapper uses an area code from Florida in his songs? Dolly. That's Pitbull. Correct. You only missed two. Okay. What's the capital of Florida? We've been there. I believe it's Tallahassee. That is correct. Woo! 
we have played on the campus and the football stadium of Florida State University. That's right. What industry makes up most of the sector of the Florida economy? Could it be orange juice again? Say that again. What industry makes up the sector, the majority of the Florida economy? Oh, no. Sunblock, maybe? Let's go with grape juice. So if grapefruit, orange- grapefruit, grapefruit, <laughs> grapefruit. What? What's happening? Well, I didn't think you'd give me two oranges. Yeah. Are you saying it's oranges? I didn't say that either. I just thought grape juice and grapefruit juice was weird. Hey, Scuba, what do you think the answer would be? Florida I, trivia. I mean, thinking about people that go there for vacation, like Disney, that kind of stuff. Tourism. The answer's tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Tourism. Really? Yeah. 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 Not grapefruits. Mm-mm. Or grapes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's my one I got wrong. It's all good. You can only miss one more. Come on. Which former president is the city Jacksonville named after? But Andrew Jackson was in Tennessee. Is there another Jackson? I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I only know Andrew Jackson. You're going to guess Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson. He was the king of Jacksonville. The answer is Andrew Jackson. Yeah! But I thought he grew up here, like right but, down but the you road. you name stuff after Yeah. Him. Oh, okay. okay. Lincoln, Nebraska. You think Abe was li- born in Lincoln, Nebraska? <laughs> Do you think that's what Lincoln, Nebraska is named after? I don't know. I just came to my mind. I just oh, found I like, out Dang. that Lincoln grew up in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And then Illinois, they, they call him their boy, too. They just took him. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, okay, Eddie. You got two questions left. Come on. What city in Florida is known as the Magic City? That's Orlando. That's incorrect. What, what are you talking about? It's Magic Kingdom. Miami. Man. What? Orlando Magic. Scuba knew the that. basketball team. It's Miami. You were robbed. Scuba, Orlando, did you know that? Yeah, Orlando's like the lake city or something. Our city beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's that, not it. That makes no sense. Eddie, if you get this one right, you win. If you miss this oh. one, you lose. Oh Eddie, I feel goodness. like you were robbed there, Me man. Me too, dude. Located in Florida, what's the name of the oldest city in America? And it is named after a saint. Oh, my gosh. The oldest city in America... St. Petersburg, St. Augustine, St. Lucia. Oh, man, I didn't realize there was more than one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Located in Florida, what's the name of the oldest city in America? And it's named after a saint. Just taking a guess here. Oh, my gosh. I'm down. To, I can't get this wrong, right? St. Grapefruit Juice. Stop. St. <laughs> Grapefruit. I'm not me. even saying it has to be saint in it. I'm just saying it's named after a saint. Well, it's got to be a saint. Saints has to be in it. St. Okay. Miami? Yeah, right. You're not going to trick me. St. Augustine, Florida. I've never been. Is it old? I don't know. Hey, Madison, how do you feel about that answer? Because it's all kind of resting on that. Um, I have no idea what the answer is. So I'm, I don't think that's right, but I have no better answer. So do you, do you want to flip it, Eddie? No, because I've been to St. Pete's and that doesn't look old. But look old. Yeah, it's the oldest city in America. Yeah, but I don't think. <laughs> what do they they keep all the roads and buildings? The same? I'm sure there's still and, cobblestone. And the people die. They're not just 300 years. But old. the buildings well, have to be so parts. old. Hey, you want to come to me? Yeah. Eddie, what do you think? Lunchbox, what do you think it is? I ain't St. Pete. Why? Does it look old? Because that airport is the first commercial airline. It flew from St. Pete to Tampa. How do you know that? Because I was just there. <laughs> really? I was down in the Devil. And we're there at the St. Pete Pier, 
and someone told me that. And it, they flew from St. Pete to Tampa. I feel like you can just drive that real quick. Uh, Amy, this is the first no, no, flight no, ever. First ever commercial flight, yeah. she said. Oh. Like, ever. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, but that wouldn't be the oldest city in America. Like, no, no, that, it, it's right on the, it's on the water, man. But the airport and the oldest city, this just came in different times. I, I'm just telling so you. So you're man. saying this is on the water. It was discovered probably yes. first. Yes. yes. What was your answer? Augustine. So was St. Saint Augustine. Or, scuba St. Augustine on the water? Yeah, it's on the water. Yeah, okay. definitely on the water. Definitely. So Lunchbox is giving you an no. answer. St. Pete's is on the Gulf side. They didn't come into the Gulf side. They came into the Atlantic Who's side. Who's You know, the, the explorers. <laughs> they yeah. made a city. The boat drivers. <laughs> yeah, you know those guys. Yeah, so your answer is? St. Augustine. Oh, that's an interesting, interesting point. They didn't come in through the inside. They came on the outside. That's right. For the I didn't think about that, man. St. Augustine. The answer is? Go on! St. Augustine. Yeah! <laughs> nice job. Nice job. That was a hard way it's to get there. It's hard to win. Yeah. Luck of the draw trivia when it's not your category. And Eddie just did that. Let's go. Good job. Madison, stay on the phone. We're going to get you your prize, a $50 gift card to Sonic. So you can go and Sonic your little brains out, okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. There's a car war going on up here. And so what's happening is Mike D is thinking about getting a new car after all these years. And so... You two are trying to buy it from him? Well, yeah. Ah, when he said, yeah, he wants a new car, both of us perked up. Like, wait, we're both looking for cars. But he wants... Mike, will you come to the microphone? So you're getting a new car because... I've had this car for 11 years. It has some issues now, and I don't want to put more money into it. I'd rather just get a new car. Okay. And so how did this come up, a conversation? I don't even remember what I said. I think I just said I was thinking about getting a new car. Like, they jumped all over it. What are you doing oh, with your old yeah. car? And so why do you want it? Well, I mean, the Altima and I are not speaking right now. What's dead? I mean, yeah, hadn't started, and I haven't talked to her or tried her since then, so she's just been sitting there. Well, why not get something a little newer? Because you have kids, and that car's giving you trouble for a long time, and you can afford it. Right. I just, I, I mean, <laughs> I haven't had time to go look at a car, and so I thought, oh, this would be a stopgap. Buy Mike's car for a couple hundred bucks, and then... A, a couple hundred? Well, no. No, no, no. Here's the deal. And then Mike tells me it's leaking. Mike said... I wasn't thinking about selling it. Like, I was just thinking about getting rid of it. What are you going to leave it on the side of the road? I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but now that they do want it. But you can so. trade it in. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. How much whoa. are you going to give him for the car? Hey, that's what I'm nothing. saying. He said Let's he was, make a deal. He said he was going to throw it in the trash. That's no. what he said. Okay, but now and, he's not. And I'm then his he, agent. And then he admitted that it's leaking and it has major problems. So now we're going to put more money into that. We'll rescue the car. We're I'll rescuing. Okay, Mike, you pay them 100 bucks and they'll take the car. <laughs> I'm putting a Band-Aid on it. Okay, so Eddie, how much are you willing to give for the car? $200. Lunchbox, do you go $250? I'd give them $250. $275. Trade it in, Mike. They'll give you a couple yeah, thousand. Yeah, I can get more than that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A what? couple thousand? For his car? Yeah. No, no, his the radiator's leaking. He said, "He okay. said it's not working. Like it is not like the AC is." He's out. not gonna get guys. You're not gonna trick him into giving you his AC's car. AC's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of cars, Lunchbox does not have a car right now, right? Yeah, because he's not speaking with his Ultima apparently, and it's dead. It's dead, dead, or it's like. Are you just was, waiting for some miraculous thing to happen again? No, because like Amy said, power of prayer does not work. We've That's already gone. Not what we, she we've said. already gone over oh this. Gosh. Whatever. It's not what I and said. And so, like, it literally when I was when the, it first started, it would. I would start it and it would, brrr, it would shake, but then it would start. And then all of a sudden, check engine light went off and everything was great. Drove it for a few weeks. No problem. And then I came out the other morning and I tried to start it and brrr, la, 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 brrr, la, 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 and it was shake, but it won't start. And so then I just left her. But will it still shake even if you went today? Yeah, it'll shake, but it won't start. Like it sh rattles, 
So what are you going to do, though, is my question. I, I don't know, man. Like, I haven't had time to think about it. Like I, About your car? Yeah, it, it, I, I haven't you, had... You take naps every day for two and three hours. I haven't had time to process what it could mean if this is the end. Like, what do you think about when you ride your bike? <laughs> like, or you're on a run? No, like, I think you know, of, when I'm on my bike, I'm... The thinking, lottery. No, I think about, man, I'm going to beat this car. <laughs> you race the car? Heck yeah, I race You it. run faster than cars? That's what you think about the whole time? As I'm riding my bike, yeah. And as I'm running, oh, I'm it. like, ah, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what I'm thinking about. <laughs> so he doesn't have a car. So yesterday, or the day before yesterday, one of the days, Morgan was going to take Lunchbox home. Yeah, and then she just left me. Of course she did, because every time you ride <laughs> with her, left. she makes fun of you. That's a good point. No, he makes or, fun of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. So, so, yeah, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll give you a ride home. What's your version of the story, Lunchbox? Because she was like, hey, um, will you be on my podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah, then you'll have to give me a ride home. And she goes, oh, yeah, no problem. I think I'm 14 years old. And so she gets done with her podcast, and then she just bails. <laughs> and I'm like, I come in here to get my computer and stuff, and I go back out there, and she's gone. And I'm like, cool, all right, so I did you a favor by appearing on your podcast, and then you just peace out. Okay, that's your story. How'd you get home, by the way? Uh, I had to call my wife. Oh, no. Mom had to come get you? Yeah, she had to come get me. So I had to wait outside on the steps. You have nightmares at at Timmy's house that your mom came and got you? I had to wait on the steps, and she came and got me in the back alley. You didn't want an Uber? Ah, it's cheaper. She comes and gets me. Got it. Morgan, what is your version of the story? Um, so yes, he was on my, the podcast, which is the show podcast. Everybody takes oh, time yeah. to do it. It's not her podcast. It's yeah. this, it's a show. I program. mean, it's, it's a not podcast. podcast. Uh, it's hosted by Morgan is <laughs> right, what it's right. called. Okay. And, but still it's on the, this feed, but go ahead. And I did tell him I would take him home and I purposely <laughs> left without him. And that's funny if you did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Because I didn't want to drive him home. I didn't want to get criticized again for my driving. And I was like, I'll well, just drive like a, home. drive like a normal adult and not check your emails as you're driving or hit curbs and we will have no problems. Okay. But here's the thing. I, it's hard. Man, the judge is having trouble here. Because- hey, you know, the judge, the judge. Guess what? Next time she asks me to be on her pod, yeah, I'll be here at 6 a.m. You know, I'll be 6 a.m. Saturday. We'll, we'll do that pod. Just won't show up. If we're going to do that, we're going to play that game. Uh-huh. So I think that's a game you guys should play with each other. I like that. Thank you. Constantly set each other up and then let each other down. <laughs> you want me to come up here at 2 o'clock? Yeah, just wait for me. If I'm wait, just wait a little, wait a little bit longer. So right. balls in your court, Lunchbox, and how you handle it next. Thank you. He does make fun of you a lot, Morgan, but maybe you don't say you will take him home and then don't. <laughs> but I wanted to get him back for like all the crap he's talked about me no, driving. No, no, and no, he it, he was like, oh, he just assumed that I had nothing else to do he's been and very, I would take him home. No, no, I asked. And she said yes. Yes. Did you say yes? <laughs> I okay. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, funny, but I have to side with Lunchbox on this yeah, because you tough. did tell him you were going to take him home. You went down to his level, Morgan. Yeah. But it's a fun level to be on. <laughs> but you say I, cr- I, I make fun of your driving. Okay. It's Lunchbox, you're up. You thank you. You're up. I'll stop because I'm already. I already won the case. So there I'm you go. Keep you arguing. won the case. <laughs> we all we all understand why she did it. But you're up, and you get one back, and then you guys are done. Okay. Okay. Cool. But you can't physically hurt her. What? I would never do that. Okay. Well, he doesn't get one back. He doesn't. Yes. No. He does. Yeah. This was me getting my one back. Yeah. He didn't what, do anything. What did I do wrong? I, I told about instances in her car when she no. messed up driving. Yeah, I already That's gave it. you multiple rides for those to happen. Yeah. Just don't hurt her and don't steal anything from her. Would never steal. Never hurt. Mm. (laughs) Never hurt. (laughs) You get one. I get one. You get one. Okay. Hey, just watch your back. Never know. Wash your back. Wash your back. Hey, wash your back. (laughs) You never know when it's coming. What's up, everybody? Call us. Questions, comments, reactions. 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. 877-77-BOBBY. Bobby's Big Stories. All right, the news. A family in Florida that ran an online church selling industrial bleach as a miracle medical cure is going on trial. 
The Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing touted their miracle mineral solution as a cure for multiple diseases and disorders, including AIDS, autism, Alzheimer's, leukemia, and COVID-19. Well, that is a one-size-fits-all cure for everything. I mean, that was real. That's like shampoo and conditioner and body wash in one. And even that I question. I'm like, you can do all three? Imagine this. That's crazy. That's funny. You can do all that. AIDS, autism, Alzheimer's, leukemia, and COVID-19? Dang. I never would really again I look at like the old spice like and I'm like you could you tell me you can wash my hair and my underarms <laughs> to the same level I hate for people that believed in this. Prosecutors say that Mark Greenan and his sons, Jonathan Joseph and Jordan, made over $1 million. Oh, uh, man. What? Wow. $1 million before federal authorities busted them for distributing unapproved and misbranded drugs. I, I'm just like, I feel for, yes, the people that fell for it, but I can't think, did they just not having access to certain information and whatnot? They totally took advantage Well, it of was these religious. People. Like, it's... Yeah, I don't. I think it was just taking advantage. Of yeah, under no, the guise of no. Church. What I'm saying, is people like you put it under that. You're like, well, oh, I believe yes, it, yes. right? But then they, yes. they quick, quick, quick Google search. Oh, yeah. But then you take one drink of it, and you're like, mm, that tastes like bleach. Or do you reorder? You're like, um, not my favorite thing to drink, but I've been told right. the Lord yeah. says this is good, so yeah. I'm gonna keep going. Okay. That sucks. That's terrible. Um, as for what exactly is NMMS which is what it, it that the product is. It's reportedly a chemical solution known as chlorine dioxide, which at high concentrates can reportedly cause severe vomiting, severe diarrhea, mm. life-threatening low blood pressure, and liver failure. Oh. The family faces multiple charges, including conspiracy to defraud the United States, which carries a sentence of up to five years in prison. That's from Yahoo News. Well, that stinks. So do they have to drink some? Uh, the judge will make them drink on Instagram live stream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that be that's awesome. good. As their punishment. <laughs> and give the money back. Yeah. Okay, let's go over and talk about heat strokes for a second. The record-breaking heat across the U.S. is very dangerous. A lot of people are having heat strokes and not even knowing what a heat stroke is. Look for extremely high body temperature. If you take your temperature and it's like you have a fever, but you don't really feel like you have a fever, but you're so hot, uh, red, hot, and dry skin, dizziness, confusion, unconsciousness. They say if this starts to happen, just get somewhere cool. Just get somewhere in the shade and just sit because you actually can die. And if you have a heat stroke and you drink MMS, bad, yeah. bad oh, mix. Man. If you try to get MMS to fix your heat stroke, not happening. Terrible. <laughs> Forget about it. Terrible. That's from ready.gov. But Aldine had a heat stroke on, on stage. stage. That's what we think about that. Yeah. Health experts say to boost your stamina during your work day, eat a protein lunch. High protein foods like tuna, eggs, and almonds. If you can fit those in because of the amino acids, they help, one, get you the rest of the day, but stress, depression, and fatigue. That's from firstforwomen.com. So tuna, eggs, and almonds. Thoughts, Miss Wellness. I mean, that sounds good to me. I, I was just thinking I have to eat lunch up here today, and I was going to order um, like avocado toast, but now I'm like, well, shoot, there, I don't know that there's any protein in that. What's up here today? I have a pot, uh, stuff with Morgan and a podcast that I need to record. So to get stuff done with Morgan, I moved the podcast from my house to here. Ooh. I probably need to tell the person that. <laughs> I'll do that. You haven't thought yeah. to tell your guest. I that just you've decided moved it, and she'll be happy anyway because she decide? lives this morning. That's why I was thinking about what I was going to order. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have brought food. Guys, we just went and yeah. down Amy's how she works. That was interesting. You saved her, really. Yeah, I saved you her. saved no, her. No, yeah, you did your not. Your guest was going to show up at your house to your studio. 100%. Yeah. 100%. No, no, no. Yeah. no, I am responsible, and I would have sent her a note. And this if is anyone more... yells, I am responsible. Okay, <laughs> listen. I'm trustworthy. I've been doing a podcast for five years, and that's never happened. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, work stress is why you're eating unhealthy most times. Did you order pizza last night for dinner instead of a salad? It could be that you're stressed about work. Workplace stress can not only make you reach for unhealthy snacks, but even afterwards as well. So dinner, snacks all the time. A recent study found that employees who had a stressful work day tend to carry uh, two to three to four hundred more calories that they eat because of that stress from work. From the Journal of Applied Psychology. Maybe that would mean that all you snack. guys are eating almonds and cottage cheese. And tuna. Because your stress here is none. No. Zero. Zero. job ever. Uh. great. Excuse me? Well, it's a little stress right now. Yeah, because you never told your guests where to go. <laughs> yeah, you're freaking out. That's on you. <laughs> no, because of y'all. There's a smart pill. Come on. Mm-hmm. Makes you smarter? Well, they say they don't work. Oh. Let me just tell you about this for a second. There's a shortage of Ritalin in parts of the country because people that don't have ADHD are taking the pills in order to do better on tests. Yeah. Unfortunately, a study shows that taking these drugs actually make people less accurate and efficient. So the drug that you take to be smart actually does. I don't know. People I know that took it for like college say the opposite. They were able to focus like crazy. Yeah, or like they stayed up all night. Yeah, so which one is I, my prescriptions? I went to pick it up and... There was no... I don't know. None. Ritalin? Do you take Ritalin? No, I Adderall occasionally and I've, I didn't medicate for a lot of my life and now I am and I went to... You I got have a your new medicine. prescription. She didn't remember her guess was coming. Oh, no. No, and I went to Walgreens and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to get to that but we're out right now. Come back in a few days. I'm like, okay. A few days. <laughs> Oh, wow. Cool. Which is fine. I don't need it mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what, what does it do? Like, why do people get it? Like, it well, focus, I, focus. I have ADHD. Yeah. I, and I have since, since sure. I was a kid. Yeah, for sure. And I've known that. But I never, my mom would never medicate me, which I'm thankful. It just got to be me. It helps you remember stuff like However, if you move a location. I, I think that... So you're I saying if you were to move any like, a, like an say interview, a, say a, a podcast. meeting, a podcast, oh, you'd remember if you were correct. on your medicine. Yeah, right. Here's my thoughts on that. Because I my mom, I feel like she just kind of didn't really do anything for me and I don't fault her for it. She just didn't know what she didn't know. But I think I would have enjoyed school more if like something would have been done for me. Mm-hmm. It's like we were living in denial and I hated school because of it. You like you like the social aspect. Right. I could talk all day long, but yeah. teachers like I, I just think I would have had a very different school experience from junior different, high, high school sure. to college. Different and, time. Therapy yeah. wasn't mental health wasn't valued like it is now because the knowledge of it and where I come from, we didn't have therapy because one, you couldn't afford it, and two, that's what people on TV did. They went to the shrink on from mm-hmm. on TV and you didn't do that because you weren't crazy. But now it's like if you're going to work out and try to be healthy with your body, your brain is a muscle too that is more important than really anything else. And if your, your brain's that muscle ain't well, the rest of your muscles aren't going to be well. But we've advanced. I'm sorry you don't have your medicine. But that's okay. Which I've got, I know a couple guys. Do you need some? No, I'm not taking. <laughs> got a guy? No. <laughs> I got to go. Dangerous. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll end it there. Amy needs to text her guest to let her know before she forgets. <laughs> got stuff to That's do. That's the news. Oh, Those were Bobby's Big Stories. You were, you were yelling over my that. Medicine. Yeah, you need your medicine, but go ahead. Okay, it's it's <laughs> Danae, the Hayes, the comedian. That's my guest. Oh, really? Yeah, the oh, one you fine. hung out with at Jake's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when Amy was getting a massage? <laughs> Or I mean, she was at the chiropractor, and then her guest was waiting at her house, and she forgot to tell yeah. them. Oh yeah! Um, so it okay. has happened. Okay, I was getting acupuncture, and I didn't forget the location. Okay, I did forget this story, but I did not forget to tell them the location. The problem is, the acupuncturist said it was going to be an hour. I I was laying face down with needles all in me. I couldn't move any which direction. So, but what happened? It, well, 
I don't know how much time went by, but it, when I got off that table, it had been two hours. Well, that's how much time went by. Wow. But then what happened? But that wasn't my fault. That was his. Like, he, like, yeah. left me, and I was all, like, asleep with needles, and I couldn't I couldn't even reach Sounds my kinky. phone. Now, what about, um, but what what happened, though? Right, so she, she went to my house. Your guest, if you're a podcast. Yes. And? Oh, she was an angel. My father-in-law was there. He's like, I don't know where she is. I'm getting worried, because, yeah, she knew you were coming, and I told She waited for them, how long? She probably talked to my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, she, she did not know, uh, for 30 minutes. Oh, that's brutal. And then I called her frantically when I got out. I'm sure all the acupuncture that was done to call me was yeah. thrown out the window. And then we rescheduled uh, the next day. And since then, she's been on my podcast like three times and we're friends. Did you owe it to her? Um, no. You want to play mystery pill? I have some mystery pills. <laughs> no. Ooh. It may be the pill you need or it may not be. Ooh. That was a... Mystery pill. Mystery pill. Mystery pill. No. No, you don't play mystery pill? It could help you, Amy. It could, or it could kill you. Mystery <laughs> pill. Right, mystery so everybody pill. should be put on the wheel for the pill. No, but you need the pill today. No. Okay. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I'd have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Let's go talk to Tracy in Alabama. Hey, Tracy, good morning. What's going on? Morning. 
Uh, I was calling about the Carly Russell case mm-hmm. and the girl that was missing in Hoover and is being alleged um, that she faked everything. Yeah. I just was kind of curious as to what y'all think would happen and whatnot. Um, and if y'all had even heard about it. Yeah, and we've spent a little time talking about it. So there was a press conference yesterday afternoon and police are still not saying all the details, but she had made some internet searches about whether or not you have to pay for an Amber Alert, how to take money from a register without getting caught, the movie Taken, Mm. all before she vanished. At a press conference yesterday, police also revealed that cell phone data showed that she supposedly followed the toddler around 600 yards down the road before stopping. Now, the very beginning of this is she claimed to have seen a toddler a kid on the street right yes and she called 911 and was like oh my gosh there's a kid on the side of the highway i'm gonna get out and help you need to send someone and then she gets out and you can hear ruffling or whatever and the phone's still on but then she disappears and they couldn't find her hoover police chief nicholas derza said at a press conference that he found it hard to understand how a toddler could walk the length of six football fields beside a busy interstate without wandering into traffic or crying So there are a lot of things that don't add up with this story now. I do have some clips. Police haven't verified most of her story, but says that nude pics were taken of her while she was missing. And this is, I'm just talking about some of that. Well, we can't say, as we've been unable to verify most of Carly's initial statement made to investigators. And we have no reason to believe that there is a threat to the public safety. He didn't say about those nude pictures, but Mm. where the nude pictures thing come from? I didn't see the nude pictures. I'm surprised you see all nude pictures. <laughs> Dang, I missed something <laughs> they just very sit on important. His computer up there. Uh, police are. The headline is police are doubting Carly Russell's story, and again, here he is saying the story doesn't make sense to him. I've had kids to think that a toddler, barefoot, that could be three or four years old, is going to travel six football fields without getting in the roadway, without crying. It's just very hard for me to understand. Here's a little bit of the 911 call they played. What is he wearing? Um, it's a white t-shirt and it doesn't look like he has any pants on. It looks like a diaper. So why would she do this? I mean, it could be anything like she was trying to hide from an ex-boyfriend or it could be she was having a, like some, some mental episode. We don't know. Or, I mean, I feel like it's not real. I don't know. I feel like it was made up because you don't Google that stuff. Right. In in my opinion, without there being a little bit of intention. So the whole story is just bizarre. It's weird. And then she was taken back to her house, but she claims, oh, I ran through the woods. And they said surveillance camera from the interstate. They don't see anybody else except for her and the driver's side. You know, and what if she was like having a mental as she thought she saw a toddler, though? Right. No, no, no. But it's the Internet searches, though. Right. She planned it all along and she was searching bus tickets earlier in the day. Like, so there was something going on where she wanted to get away. She wanted out. But then she haven't she seen the commercial for Southwest? Want to get, get away. away? That's right. all you have to do. I know. Yeah. Buy a ticket. Right. She and she, I think she wanted to get away. She maybe a relationship. I don't know. And she's like, "This is the best way." And then she does it, and she's like, but, and "This isn't very good." And okay. now, it's, now it's blown up to a national story. Yeah, because oh, she, she ran out like, in the woods, oh and she was like, "What am I doing in the woods?" Googling if you have to pay for an Amber Alert. I mean, that I'm leaning towards, and this is obviously speculation, but that seems like you're wanting people to be looking for you, like attention or something, like. Yeah. Why would you? Or yeah. if you get caught, are you going to have to pay for that? Or oh, if nobody okay. pays for it, 
if she doesn't want one to get sent out, yeah. maybe she's like, I can do this. There'll be no Amber Alert sent out. Well, what I but hope- Amber Alert's for kids, though. Yes. And that toddler we haven't proven is real. Oh, so they're not that, gonna send one. that's what the Amber Alert would be for. Not her missing the... T- okay. So maybe not but what I just said. you told this was a gang thing, Amy. However, You no. did, Amy. Hey. You said gangs We didn't this. know at the time, and I know that that is a rumor. We got Mike Smith from NPR now who wants to fact check <laughs> me. Uh, I'd like to say... <laughs> But what if also, I mean, I think you always need to be aware of your surroundings, but also I hope she walks away from this feeling so loved by her family because they were so dedicated to being out there and spreading the word. And, you know, like it was everywhere. And so she should, I hope she feels loved at least. I don't think her feeling is going to be loved. Well, something's when going on. Over. I yeah. know, but I mean. Her, I think her feeling is going to be like, oh crap. Dang, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. It's the dumbest thing ever. I probably just should have asked for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was looking at bus tickets from Birmingham to Nashville. Maybe she's a big fan of the show. Want to come oh, see us? Maybe. Want to sit in the studio? Well, some people might do a stunt like that, and nobody like makes a thing of it. Mm-hmm. So she—that's that's what a I mean. Big thing, I'm though. looking for positive I, I hear something. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope she's okay. We really do hope she's okay. Yeah. But it just seems like it's not what we thought it might be at first. And yeah, Tracy, she'll probably get in some trouble. But I think if it, it is something psychological, she'll probably get in less trouble and get the help she needs. That's that's hopefully what's going on. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and Hoover, I th- always think of the football show. Yeah. And they had the college, uh, they have the SC tournament down there, Hoover, Alabama. All right, thanks. This is my Hoover talk. Thanks. Good day. <laughs> Welcome to Hoover talk. Uh, let's go to Luke Combs, Fast Car, Bobby Bone Show. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Call us if you'd like, 877-77-BOBBY. Love to talk to you. This is brilliant because guys are idiots. So this woman's like, this is what I do to get guys to buy me drinks at bars. And she just says, I find a guy. Boom. You need to look for a guy who looks like they have a super big ego. The bigger the ego, the better and the easier that this is probably going to be. Next, what you're going to do is you're going to go up to him. You're going to approach him. You're going to be like, hey, like, what are you drinking tonight? Like, what are you about to order? He's going to tell you. So let's say he's like, oh, I'm about to order a tequila soda. And you're going to be like, oh, I love tequila sodas. Or you can be like, oh, I was going to order a vodka cran. I would love to buy your drink. Can I buy you a drink? Like I said, the ego is a big factor in this. 99% of the time, they are going to look at you and they're going to be like what no what like let me buy you a drink and that's what happens because like, let me do that i'm the guy i should buy you the drink i thought this is pretty good wow she's a trick them but she it's a trick to get them to buy a drink she's yeah. not conning them but the greatest con is when these stories i hear about girls getting guys phones like hey, i'm gonna put my number in and they venmo them some money that's the great con that's messed up that's dude. messed up and i that respect messed it. Up. that's so messed up <laughs> i respect it it's like that you got it you got to be like quick. You got to be super efficient. Uh-huh. You got to find that blue V on yeah, the phone. Yeah, where is it on the phone? Yeah, yeah. So you're swiping. <laughs> Woo. That is, you got to be really, that's a good one though. But don't do it. That's <laughs> terrible. But that's a good one. So we had a couple dates yesterday. Scuba Steve's family is gone for a few weeks. And he said, hey, I'm here by myself. Why don't we all hang out together a little more? Kind of get to know Scuba Steve. Although we know him pretty well. We see him every day. Um, <laughs> Scuba Steve, you and Eddie went on a date yesterday? We did, yes. We had an afternoon date. What'd you guys do? We went bowling together. Yeah. Oh, who came up with that? Who came up with that? That was Eddie's idea. I got a bowling alley by the house, and I was thinking, like, it'd be fun. And I really like the early, you know, noon, one o'clock bowling is perfect because there's no one there. Did you do the thing where you get behind him and wrap your arms around him and then show him how to throw them? <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. 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 When yeah. we get there, though, we're thinking there's no one there, and there is a school bus out front, and the place is <laughs> it's a, oh, field trip. It's a summer camp. There's, it was jam-packed. There's, like, two lanes available. Hilarious. And but, the, yeah. So you did get a lane, though? We did get a lane, but and our table got taken from us for some lady. She goes, excuse me, this is our table. And so we had to move and shoved to the corner. It was awkward, but fun. How would you rate the date, Eddie? 
I would say it's about a six. Who won? I did. I won all three games. <laughs> we beat me pretty bad. Yeah, because we made a deal. Like, whoever wins pays for the date. So I won. He paid for the date. It's kind of cool. But here's the deal. He was on his phone the whole time, man. And, like, if this were a real date, I mean, I'm married. He's married. It's not a real date. But if it were, I don't know if I'd go back. Were you working, Scuba? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 12 o'clock on a work day. I have emails coming through. So well, I, then I don't agree to, to a date. Right. You're, you know you must I mean? not be into him. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we tell our <laughs> listeners. He must not off. be into you. I mean, we were trying to talk, and he'd be on his phone. I'm like, I guess he's not he must interested. Not be into him. We did talk a lot. Yeah, we talked about the music, and we're just having a good time. Yeah. What, what would you, you rate say? the date, Scuba? I was going to say it's about a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, so we get a 6 and then a 7.5. Good. Yeah, not bad. Scuba and I last night went on a date. And sometimes, you know, if you date somebody early on, you go on a group date because you're kind of nervous around them. It's, it's a careful way of doing it. Yeah, so I took Scoob on a group date last night. <laughs> yeah. Who was in the group? Well, I played the Grand Ole Opry last night, and mm-hmm. I texted Scuba last week, like, you ever been to the Grand Ole Opry? And he was like, I haven't. And I said, well, I'm performing. Why don't you just come with me? You can go. I'll show you all the backstage. You can hang out. And then I, it's just a, it's just a bunch of us. So Scuba was there. My wife was there. It's weird to have my wife and my side piece at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, it's weird. We, got, we got along, though, so it was okay. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of yeah. weird. Um, Morgan, number one, was there. You know, some of that, some of my team. So it was like yeah. five or six of us. Group date. Yeah, so how'd you feel about the, the group dates, group Steve? Well, the experience was cool because, again, I had never been there before, so it was nice to see it, but in, and to see it in that way, like behind the scenes. And uh, it was really cool. Um, our time together wasn't really together, but it was that was fine again. Um, I wanted you know, to be safe. I wanted to feel safe. Be safe. Yeah, and your wife kept giving me a hard time about that. You need to get a better date. You need to have something with just you well, My wife was like, be one. careful. He tried to kiss me on the first date. And that oh, too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get your own Uber. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, rate it? Uh, I would give that date uh, a seven. Oh, oh about the same. Was I, I, give, I seven and a half? I would give it yeah. a ten. Yeah, I mean, it was the experience was cool, but you're in ours time, like our time together wasn't really intimate. We didn't really get to hang out very much. Yeah, it was like The Bachelor. You know what I mean? You gotta, you only get time. There's so many people. You gotta wait your time. Oh, oh can wow. I get two minutes? Yeah. Exactly, that's what it was. Yeah, but you, I you also took him to work. You, you're working. I took him to an experience he's never got to do. Yeah, yeah. and it was a good time though. I had, I had a really fun time. He had a great set, and then a he good just went and sat in the seats, which d- normally cool. people don't do because uh, the people that go with me have seen me do my act a hundred million times. Hmm. But it was fun. Last night, oh, let me take this call because this is about that. This is David from Hendersonville. Hey, David, were you at the Opry last night? Yes, sir, I was. Morning, oh. Bobby. Morning, mm. studio. Morning. Morning. So I performed last night. David, um, what did you think about that? Well, you know, the fact that your grandmother raised you and your mother was out and you're, anyway, yeah, in, inbred. But we loved it when you brought it <laughs> Okay, he's not really, there's just a joke. He just kind of alluded to a joke. And okay. if he just says it like that, it sounds mean. It's not mean. But right. yes. Oh, go, go ahead, David. It's not. It, it was hilarious. Thank you. But this lady in the back by the name of Berta, you brought her up on stage mm. last night, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. We want to make sure that she got back to her hotel room safe because obviously she was going to bed afterwards. Mm-hmm. What and happened? And you had said... Yeah. You said, I love you to two women in your life. Mm. Kaylin, which we know and, and you love dearly. And now you have a new love, Berta, Berta simply yeah. because of her laugh. I was telling jokes last night and she was laughing so loud and it was so distinct. About the third time, I just had to acknowledge it. I mean, it was one of those laughs that make you laugh. You know when Darius laughs? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Gut laugh. You know Craig Morgan when he laughs? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's it's loud, it's intense, it's hilarious, it's different than any other laugh. This woman named Berta was three-fourths of the way back, and she would laugh, and it was like Lunchbox talking in the hallway. It just went above and cut through everything. So I did like half my set, and I was like, Berta, or whoever this was, like, who's laughing like that? And so I just brought her up on stage, and 
just talked to her and, and it was funny and as I was like you going hard tonight she goes I'm going back to going she's like 60 <laughs> murder she's like I'm going back to bed after this but it, anyway it was really funny I'll, I'll, if I have clips of it I'll post it later but um, yeah Berta was rocking it last night with one of the funniest laughs ever and I brought you her up you told her that you loved her mm -hmm. I said I've only ever told one person I love them uh, my wife and now you Berta wow, and then, wow, we, wow. then we made out and then Scuba got mad yeah, I was a little jealous of Berta. <laughs> yeah, me, Berta, Scoop, and my wife. We all went home oh, together. What a night. Yeah, it was one of those like uh, Usher type nights with lots of good. You know. um, hey, I appreciate that call, David. I, I, thanks for coming. And um, I don't know. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks, Bob. All right, see you. Ooh, Bob. Bob. Ooh. <laughs> Two things I don't like being called Bob. Because that ain't me. Bob's like a short, fat guy. Short, bald, fat guy. Hey, Bob. Bob. And what's the other thing I hate being called? Late. <laughs> DB. Uh, douchebag? I mean, no, I am that. Okay, so that's okay, like calling okay. me a I'm okay. trying to think. Yeah, not late. Bobby <laughs> Jones. No, nah, that happens a lot. What, huh? what do I just cringe at when someone says, you are blank? Oh, a d uh, DJ. Yeah. Oh, wow. For two reasons. One, because it there are people that are actual DJs who mix music. Dead Mouse. Mm -hmm. DJ Tonic. I made that up. Skrillex. Yes, like that's a skill. I don't have that skill. And two... I'm not a DJ. I don't play music. I mean, there's like two songs an hour that play or something. And I don't even pick them. <laughs> I hate... Oh, I hate being called a DJ. <laughs> Someone calls me a DJ, I want to leave. Mm. Like an interview or something? Yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's just, it's me. But that happens a lot. Yeah, because that's what I am. I mean, yeah. it's, and it feels mine, yeah. you're a DJ. But I don't really play any, I don't pick any music or anything. Okay, well, thanks. Well, so tell people what you would prefer. Because maybe some people just assume you're a DJ. Oh, I just from, anything, anything but. I don't really call it a DB, a douchebag. Oh, really? Like yeah, radio. <laughs> DJ, if I'm being uh, honest. Personality. Yeah, radio personality. Host, uh, whatever. Okay. Call well, me got, a lot of things. Don't get... call me late for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what used to say. Okay, thank you. Um, was there anything else, Mike, that I was supposed to get to in that tease? Okay, cool. All right, thank you, guys. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Las Vegas, Nevada. A 40-year-old man was busted going 50 miles over the speed limit. And he had a trunk full of illegal... Fireworks! I guess they're illegal in Las Vegas, or he had two bigger ones and he got pulled over. They searched his trunk, and boom, a cache of fireworks. Oh, man. Yeah, but do you sometimes, when they pull people over, they know they got something? Are illegal fireworks really that? I mean, if you're the cop, don't you just give them the ticket for the 50 and go, <laughs> bro. Yeah. I mean, the illegal fireworks don't seem like that big of a deal to me. I don't think it's a big deal. I thought, man, that's crazy. But, but the over fifty's idiot. You're just an idiot if you're going over fifty, right? Because that's one. If it's a seventy, yeah, he was in a forty-five. He was going ninety-six. Oh, Yikes! Wow. Okay, that's fast. He's in a hurry. You're just also going to be seen. Well, maybe they were waiting for the fireworks right. wherever he was going. Yeah, to get there fast. Yeah, I didn't think about a show that he was hired to do for oh fireworks. Gosh, where's Bob? He has the fireworks. Oh no, <laughs> guys, we're missing nine Roman candles, and if they're not here, stat. I, here's the difference in going, and it's you shouldn't do either. But if you're on the interstate and you're doing 50 over, so let's say you're doing 120. It's 70 to 120. Yeesh. There's a chance you don't get seen there because there's a lot of cars going fast. Yeah. You're going 50 over on a 40? Everybody sees you, talks about it for weeks. <laughs> I mean, because that's like I a mean, neighborhood. That's, yeah, that's like a town. Like, that's like, wow, what an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Eddie, what do you mean what street name best describes us? So I drove by a street name called uh, Songwriter Circle, and I was like, oh, how cool is that? Like, I wonder if a songwriter lives there, and they're like, this is a perfect street for me. I live, I'm a songwriter, and I live on Songwriter Circle. I was always jealous of people where I grew up who got to name their street. 
Yeah, that's cool. Mostly if they like div- like built a house on the land. Or if their great-grandfather owned that, that city. <laughs> that was so cool. That, like their last name was the Lane. Yeah. Yes. No, my uncles had that. Both mm-hmm. of them. One of them in Arkansas and one in Texas. I was wow. so jealous. So what's the question? So I'm like, if you could pick a name that perfectly describes you, what would it be? Like mine would probably be like Daddy Boulevard. Oh. Daddy got Avenue. It, got, you know it, got it, got it. So what would you name the street if what? it were about you? Daddy yeah. Drive. Daddy Drive. Oh. oh yeah. I like that. Amy, what would you name yours? Oh, yeah. Therapy Circle. Therapy, I like Therapy oh. Circle. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Lunchbox. Sexy Street. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's going to live on Sexy Street. He, except him. <laughs> it's his street alone. That's right. Yeah. Only house at the end of the building. It's a dead end, too. <laughs> Only him. Uh, probably like Neurosis Avenue. Dang. You're I mean, Bobby Boulevard. Huh? Yeah, I wouldn't want to kn- let people to know it was <laughs> yeah. me. Oh. Yeah, I'd just go with something that a lot of people understood, like crazy neurosis. So I would go with Neurosis Boulevard. You and Amy would be in the same neighborhood. Where they're yeah, all Yeah, yeah, we're that. definitely around. That we, yeah. we got like four different therapy centers right in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Ray, what would you name yours? I'm a beach guy, so I'd probably go like Ocean Avenue. Mm-hmm. Full yellow card, huh? Yeah. That's pretty unique. If it's in Tennessee, you'd still call it Ocean Avenue? None you'd be of those, confused. I haven't seen one here. Mm. Um, Scuba <laughs> Steve, what would you call What would you call your street? Mine would be called Mary Jane Lane. What on earth? Oh, hey. oh my God. So so still? You guys asked me. Hey, the so cops goofy. hang out there well, all the time. Yeah, all they have to do, yes. <laughs> Drive down. Morgan, what about you? I think it'd be Adventurous Lane, because my middle name is Lane. I'm very adventurous. Your middle name is Lane. That's yeah. interesting. That's good. That's I love, cool, the I middle love name. The name Lane. Me too. Yeah. What's that for? It, my mom wanted to name me. It's L A Y N E though, instead of like L A N E, and she wanted that name, but my dad and her couldn't decide, so he got a middle name. She got a middle name, and then they decided on a first. Well, you name. have two middle names. Mm-hmm. Your middle, other middle right. name is not adventurous, is it? No, no, okay. <laughs> no. it's Nicole. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Two middle names? Yeah, that's just strange. Feels like, from another, that. feels like from another culture. Yes, exactly. No, my kids, when we adopted them, we gave them, they have two middle names, and we try to tell them all the time, it's it's normal. <laughs> I wish I had more middle names. <laughs> right, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just in case they hear this. Yeah, in case they're listening right now. It's not yeah, weird. Are, I did send Amy's daughter a video, though. They're like, hey, don't get scammed by all your internet stuff that you're doing. Did it work? Yeah. Yes. She's fully, she's fully changed. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Chris Stapleton on tomorrow. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.